0: What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 124. I am so glad that you uh, unmuted me, Casey, or whoever did, because my mic literally died right when I was going to mute. So thank you. I'll get batteries later. I am Anthony. This is Cali Death Podcast, and it is another Thursday night. I am happy to be with y'all, and I am always joined by some resident homies. I got... Casey Howard and Joseph K with me tonight what up again y'all yo yo hell yeah and uh tonight we are joined by Nico Kala is it Kala or Kala
1: Kala it's an abbreviation Kala. of my actual last name but <laughs> what is, what's
0: the actual last name
1: Kala <laughs> oh okay
0: so you just took yeah, that last half become off
1: become my yeah persona I guess I don't know
0: what where uh what national or what heritage does that come from greek. what is that greek i was mm-hmm. gonna say you kind of look like a greek boy
1: <laughs> a greasy greek
0: <laughs> well thanks for being with us tonight nico oh
1: yeah thanks for having me guys
0: yeah dude we've been talking yeah, about dude. this for a long time we said that pre-pod and i'm glad that we can finally make it happen Inquisitous inquisitive deeds <laughs> has been a, a band <laughs> i've <laughs> always and what did I say? killed it's,
1: it's been mispronounced all the time, dude. It doesn't even. I'm me. sorry,
0: dude. Hey, I, that's my fucking. That's my job on the show is to make things sound that's... wrong.
2: <laughs> did I say? It? Inquicious what is, deeds,
0: dude. <laughs> no, but I'm. Uh, I've been homies with Obi for a long time, and um, you know, once Obi's got a new project, you know, I'm gonna fucking check it out. And I was like, oh yeah. shit, dude the essence of Cali death is still being passed <laughs> forth with this. One, Hell yeah. You know? So yeah, dude, we're, we're down. We're fans. And, uh, you're definitely supposed to be on this show. And here you are,
1: dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity guys.
0: And on si- uh, a side of that, dude, uh, Nico has done some crazy, crazy art pieces. And, um, we're going to be talking about that a lot, uh, during the episode. Um, he's, you know, done work for cannibal corpse guys like the, if you've seen some crazy fucking unreal masks <laughs> and shit like that at recent cannibal shows this is the man that makes them right there in that room that he's in <laughs> <laughs> not that big a deal but it's me. <laughs> no it's all good dude i mean we're i'm super super stoked on that i mean all as a um as a showgoer the the merch that is you know aside from shirts and cds that uh has always caught my eye you know oh, i'm yeah. always i was always the one who was buying bands uh glass pipes and shit like that with, <laughs> you know the just like the, man. the extras you know the little yeah. packs and shit and, and then seeing your stuff behind the counter at a cannibal merch table was like, yo, I've known Nico for a while. (laughs) Look at this, dude.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's unreal, man.
0: So we'll get it. We'll get into all of that. Um, But first let's let you start this one off. We'll, we'll start the plugs off with you. Where can everybody go for uh, anything Nico?
1: Uh, So as far as Iniquitous Deeds, you know, we got our Facebook, Instagram, Iniquitous Deeds, Facebook.com slash Iniquitous Deeds, Instagram, same handle. Uh, And then we got our big cartel as well. You could just Google that. And then for my artwork, I have NicoCallaArt.com. It's an Etsy store. And then I got Facebook and Instagram. Just type the name. You'll find it. So those are the main ones.
0: Is inquisitus even a word? What did I (laughs) say? Iniquitous. No, I know, but I'm saying what I said earlier. Inquisitus. Is that inquisitive? Even, like, inquisitive. I think you were the inquisitive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very inquisitive. Yeah. I heard you
0: say it again. I was like, I didn't even say a real <laughs> word earlier. Fucking <laughs> Ricky Avocado. Is, yeah, inquisitive.
1: <laughs> yeah it sounds like <laughs> yeah well it is an old english word for fucking evil so well, we found pretty... out
0: tormentation was a real word in the 18th century dude so oh there we go that 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 evil. is a callback to anybody who has who knows the show from the beginning <laughs> decrepitated tormentation
3: yeah Yep. Yeah. all right let's uh plug some shit guys
0: hell yeah dude we got start with the classics the classic battleforgecoffee.com. The homies and deeds of flesh will bring <laughs> you caff. they'll send you caffeine in bean form, and it's great coffee. I've had it many a times, and I'm a coffee guy, so I don't drink the bullshit and uh I'll support them. But right
3: Gally now, CaliDeathPodcast.big. I mean, uh, hold tar- on one second, hold oh.
0: on one second, guys. I'll
3: right take now, it. Mute. mute. Oh, he can't mute. Yeah,
0: that's fine sorry guys <laughs> brothers closing up the shop right now and i had no mute um it's so just, yeah calideathpodcast.bigcartel.com is where you can go get merchandise from us we still have two t-shirts available a full-colored zombie two-year anniversary commemorative t-shirt and then the classic og cali death podcast logo on the right chest for all you guitar players we got generator rehearsal studios.com if you're in the socal area that's where you go to get a rehearsal studio what else can they get casey
2: yeah the same thing studio. that's it just rehearsals
0: <laughs> no there's i was uh, i was thinking maybe there's also a recording there or something too no uh
4: no <laughs> okay yes all right just a no
2: all right now you can record but it's like it's a, it's a rehearsal studio okay all right it's play it's a
0: space that you can rent to bring your equipment to and play music there whenever
3: you feel like it and run into some of us occasionally <laughs> there you go and then uh, yeah all right joseph what do you got uh we got a couple tour sponsorships. We've got uh the Archaic First Fragment, a in Providence and Grey Lotus Run uh starting I think May 11th in Santa Cruz and then finishing off in Sacramento a couple weeks later in May 28th. And then uh keep in mind that name First Fragment, just just remember that for now. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. they're going to be doing some routing dates at the end of this uh run. Uh and then uh, we are happy to announce uh, taking a pause from the uh, tour uh, plugs to announce uh, as, as last week, we are official sponsors of Chicago Domination Fest 8. Um, and I'm going to showcase the flyer as of last week, um, with the most recent headliners announced being Dark All. What is the last Dark All something or other? Dark All Slaves. Dark All Slaves. Dark you were saying they, they just put something out that was banging?
1: Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a sick-ass record.
3: I gotta check that shit. Uh, immortal Suffering and Regurgitation was the last drop. Uh, no, that's not even the most recent. There, there's two levels. Okay, this is old. Sorry, dude. Because <laughs> um, Brodaquin's not even on here, and that's public. Um, so there's there's three levels to go. One, you should all know, it featured Brodaquin and a couple other name drops, including uh, Analepsy. Um, I forget who the last of that third tier was. I'd have to check. But we're going to now announce the uh, second tier headliners. And we would show the flyer if Joel showed up to work today (laughs) (laughs) but he left us fucking hanging (laughs) so if you're listening this is not a big deal not at some
0: point during this show we might get the flyer but yeah we don't have the current updated flyer we're
3: shenanigans but um i'm gonna keep this i'm gonna keep this flyer up keep in mind there is a level beyond this uh coming uh and then we're happy to now uh drop these names for you so Cephalotripsy, I think, are the Thursday headliners, uh, sec- two, level two, and then we've got Putridity and Vile making the comeback. So two of those bands are Cali Death, so that's fucking sick. And yeah. thank you, Miguel, for giving us the chance to sponsor the fest and 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 exclusively reveal that. So you got Cephalotripsy, Putridity, and Vile as your tier two headliners for cdf8
0: hell yeah dude and also um i wish we had more details on this but we're still working behind the scenes on figuring out exactly how we want to do this contest but this contest we have two right two three-day passes correct joseph
3: um I am not actually sure. I think we have at least two to give. Yeah, we have two passes. We are in possession of the tickets, and we're going to give them all to some of our listeners.
0: Yep, yep. You guys will have to uh, stay tuned to find out those details. We were just talking pre-pod. like, We definitely want to have something in place by next episode. Um, we want to do something cool, not just something boring, something we can keep track of since this is going to be the first time we ever do something like this. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun thing and it'd be, it, it's going to be rad to just be able to make it possible for at least, you know, at least two people to get to that thing if they want to. And, um, yeah, we're really super stoked to be a part of it, dude. It's, it's, um. It just shows that um, our show is, you know, relevant in a sense. You know, like having this trade-off sponsorship with a, a, a legit festival, um, it makes me feel good for doing what's that (laughs) how people upload
3: a video (laughs) (laughs) that's not a bad idea actually (laughs) just a compilation of that dude Um, i don't
0: even know
2: what you're talking about
0: ian dude i i actually fucking really like that idea if somebody could pull off a cali death intro just like me (laughs) how sick (laughs) would that be dude you really want i i i'm actually we're gonna put that in the hat ian
3: i actually dig that dude um, and and I just wanted to say, uh, it's very sick that we got invited to sponsor a fest. It's not in California, which shows that like even though we're called Cali Death, like we have a fan base and audience beyond there, and we've gotten our name out somehow, which has been really awesome. So we appreciate all the fans from all over. Uh, I've been shipping some shirts out to like other countries and and so on. So yeah, thanks to all the support from everywhere. And hopefully we'll keep this thing rolling and have more uh, things to sponsor in the future. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm still hoping we get a Cali Death Fest of our own someday. That would That'd be, be sick. fucking Tom, awesome.
0: How, how funny. That was just a joke on the that was joke for me fucking up again on an intro and uh, <laughs> it was a uh, uh archaic the archaic episode or something i was like what's going on everybody cali death fest i mean uh uh cali death podcast and now i'm like oh, that actually sounds good too <laughs> yeah. cali death festival dude
3: um so cdf yeah. cdp collaboration yep. there you go and then uh one last little tour plug so um i mentioned it last week um one of my bands, the last of Lucy are heading out on the abyss tour with our label mates, discordia. And they are like some disso death kind of stuff, like really scrunky, cool stuff. Um, Spanky.
0: I've never heard that word. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Strong. It's like that, you know, from wisdom to hate guitar tone kind of stuff. Fuck yeah. Oh hell yeah. Um, fuck. they're super weird, like sunless and uh, a kind of stuff. Um, Uh, So, I haven't met those dudes, but I've just started commenting on the mutual, like, yo, it's going to be fucking sick to meet you guys and go out together, blah, blah, blah. So, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. we're hitting this uh, East Coast Midwest run, starting in Missouri and then heading through uh, Minneapolis, Wisconsin, Chicago, Richmond, Indiana, et cetera, et cetera. Hitting the East Coast with uh, Nashua, Boston, Philly, D.C., Richmond. And then getting into the south of Charlotte, Nashville, Louisville, Evansville, a lot of villes there. And um, (laughs) so um, shout out to our um, uh, Rob from Cognitive, who put this together, this run together for us. And um, and uh, shout out Transcending Obscurity, our label. Um, And the uh, Chicago and Richmond shows, June 4th and 5th, are actually going to be with First fragment. So, as they finish the archaic run on their way back up to Canada, they're intersecting our tour. And so, we're going to have a Chicago show with First Fragment and then Sick. the next show. Yeah. So, I'm extremely stoked on those. And I believe I just found out like minutes ago that, oh my God, what was the band that's going to be on the E Street show with us? Aether? Not eighth No, who the fuck was it? Um, all right, give me one second to check. There's another band on that show. It's a Monday night show, but whatever. It's probably the sickest thing to hit Richmond ever. So, oh yeah. Um, so yeah, come out if you are in any of those areas. Actually, get in touch with me uh, if you're from any of the cities I mentioned, or you know, just check the show flyer. Check us out, Last of Lucy on Instagram or whatever. Uh, it would be great to meet some guys. If I could bring some Cali Death shirts, I'll throw you one and you know, hook us a spot, at sleep what or whatever. We'll we'll make some shit happen. My first mm-hmm. time heading out on the road in that area, so I'd love to uh, get to know some people before we go.
0: Sick, dude. That, I think, does it, right? Uh,
3: Yeah, we should get into the, the weeds right away, immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twitch.tv slash Podcast is where you're going to see us live on Thursday, and uh, we do it roughly between 6 and 7 every night. We start a little late tonight, but um, that's where you're going to see us live if you want to come interact be in the chat chat's going off right now already um if not it's uploaded on youtube you'll find us search us i don't know what our link is i didn't know last week i don't know this week um social media it's all the usual shit facebook instagram we're all on there and actually if you go there that's where you're gonna find out the time and who's gonna be on every week first So, if you want to know first, get on our social media. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, guys, what the fuck, man? Come on. I know you guys are watching. If you're watching and you haven't subscribed, just click that shit. It doesn't do anything other than give us a bigger number. And that's what we want, guys. All right. Enough of that. Man, that was the longest fucking bug (laughs) intro I've ever fucking...
3: (laughs) sorry i mean we only have two months till our tour starts so i want to start hitting that shit pretty hard um, no for sure dude. it's all yeah. it's all
0: good i want everybody to uh to uh have the see, chance to yeah have the chance to uh plug anything they want obviously you're a fucking resident homie bro you got first dibs i'm also <laughs> uh
3: I'm, I'm writing on calideath.com again so it's in the intro video it's not used for a while but uh, i'm gonna try to be blogging there so write-ups for a lot of this stuff are coming so. hell yeah
0: and the yeah. first thing you mentioned was the Chicago domination fest yeah, um, we're so okay. yeah calideath.com yes we never
2: talk about that we don't even have a banner for that it's that's right funny.
0: calideath.com oh, like... is ours guys yeah, that yeah.
2: domain though
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly domain right. of the eternal paradox <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right guys well uh
0: thank you again it's... to everybody who's been with us, who's here been with us since the beginning here now we love you all get you ready for your friday hangover right now with us um <laughs> nico all right brother get that coors light ready <laughs> let's uh get into you bro let's uh you uh, we we had you do the plugs up top right yeah yeah all right yeah all right cool so um let's get into you dude the first question as always take us back to uh childhood bro Talk, talk to us about what it was like at, a, you know, the youngest age you can think of. Parents are jamming music or you heard something while your mom's taking you to fucking school on the radio. Something like that that caught your ear.
1: Yeah, so it's funny because I actually uh, called up my mom and I was like, look, I can't even remember half the shit that was going on at that time. And she brought up some stuff that I totally forgot about. Well, when she said it, like the memory kind of kicked in, you know yeah and so she was saying like when i was she noticed like as little as like five years old or something that i would constant. i was a hyper kid like bad and she noticed i was constantly like mimicking songs like repeating stuff like but this is back when uh commercials on the radio had like their jingles you know and i would like repeat them all mm-hmm. like uh do you guys remember mattress discounters <laughs>
0: Uh, if you sing the uh, jingle i probably can remember it but have I a good
1: that. night sleep on us yeah. so i guess she saw something and then there was like this um musical teacher that like lived in our neighborhood some russian lady and she had this like music appreciation class for like really young kids and people would get in the uh she'd have it in her garage and she'd have all these like random instruments and stuff that like, you know, you just mess with and you'd see what kids go towards what. And after that, my mom told me, this is just hilarious. She's like, yeah, he's insane. He's like a crazy <laughs> kid, but you should sign him up for piano lessons because he has potential. This is all coming from my mom. And I was like, I never wow. knew about that. And yeah. so, um, yeah, then she signs me up for uh, piano lessons with the same lady and then they got me my first instrument, which was, like, an electrical keyboard at, like, I don't I'm know. I'm sorry, I I did
0: like, you say your age?
1: Yeah, I was, like, five for the musical appreciation class. Okay. And then I think around six years old, she signed me up for piano lessons, six or seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they got me, like, my first electrical keyboard so I could practice. Right. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of the start of it. I was learning, like, you know, simple kind of kids' classical songs and stuff like that. And what was very interesting is, like, and we'll talk about this later, but I'm very into, like, uh, harpsichord, especially Bach, like, the concertos. Hell yeah. And so apparently when I was, like, even seven years old, I was going to, like, the harpsichord little thing on the keyboard and, like, already, like, making my own jingles, barely practicing wow. what she was trying to teach me. So, and I didn't even know that. Again, I'm glad I called my mom before this, but I wouldn't have remembered any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of started with that and
0: um what kind of stuff I were remember, your parents listening to or your mom listening to at home
1: so they just kind of I, I specifically remember this is how i got exposed to like classic rock which is kind of like how it all happened very cliche um basically like they would play stuff in the in the radio and she would play you guys are from the bay area i mean 107.7 the bone oh right? yeah dude so shit they would play that a lot especially my dad um and then my friday night like, friday oh, yeah. night was the metal zone
0: yep. dude
1: yep exactly and um so yeah i heard a bunch of that um and then it's it's very fucking cliche dude and it's kind of like cringe but i was a little <laughs> kid uh when i watched school of rock <laughs> when i was oh, like
0: nah, dude, nine I years movie, old dude.
1: yeah okay uh yeah i was like nine years old and it was kind of like i was like the little classical you know pianist right like they were trying to get me in that vein and then i saw it because i could relate with like the kids almost in that in that movie and uh my ear just started to perk up for like distortion guitar and it was just like that's what that's what did me and was like hearing distorted guitar for the first time it was just like yeah that's so awesome sounding you know
4: right.
1: and um yeah that that really changed a lot and that made me want to like play guitar that movie straight up
0: sick and
1: yeah that Christmas fast so,
0: okay. forward to when tenacious D you came across tenacious D that, like, yeah no, that I was did <laughs> it tie it all in
1: yeah I, I mean I rediscovered <laughs> that in uh I think like middle school or something and it was like yeah it was really fun and awesome and I was just like oh yeah like school of rock is what got me into it you know right, just, right. and then the movie what was the movie the pick of destiny right yeah yep. watch that middle school yeah I that love was cool.
0: that movie dude
1: yeah it's awesome but um Uh, Yeah, so basically they got me that Christmas because they saw how much I wanted to be involved in like guitar and rock and roll and shit. Uh, They got me a first act guitar from Costco. It was like a hundred dollar little combo fucking knockoff guitar, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know i dabbled around i didn't even hold it right i held it like in my lap and did like the thumb thing like this. right right fucking smoke on the water and shit <laughs> and <laughs> and i kind of like it was weird because it's like i was really into it and then i saw how much like work it was gonna take as like a little kid you know and i was just kind of put it away for a while and i remember very specifically i'd have had like a major musical exposure when my uncle started coming over for thanksgiving he brought his guitar and his amp and mm. i had never seen like someone like you know you see like maybe like in the festivals or fairs people like bands playing off on the side but i've never seen someone like in front of me like playing like some like rock shit that i like right right and he like put he had like the headphones so he put them on me And he came behind me and he's just like, you know, so you do this, you do that. And I was sitting there like, whoa, this is so cool. And um, so he was a big part of it because he was the only person in my family that like played guitar. Mm -hmm. So when I went over to, you know, their place for Thanksgiving, sometimes like he had all of his guitars there. And he showed me like Sabbath for the first time, like in his little studio room. And uh, it was kind of like a little bonding moment, you know, and totally that exposed me to more like the darker side of rock, you know what I mean. And um, he was like, he gave me like some red and black old like Stratocaster, I really wish I had it still today. Um, but it was like once I played it, I was like, oh, this isn't a Costco guitar, this is like a real guitar, (laughs) yeah. And um, so yeah, that was that was an an uncle, you said, yeah, that was an was an
0: uncle did uncle your uncle James. have any kids or he was just
1: no 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 kid,
0: no cousins or no. anything yeah that's that's so funny dude i mean i've mentioned it so many times on the show but i at the time i was turned on to rock and metal from an uncle who was a single guy too no who was a bass player you know nice. and he had a bass and his rig and all that stuff too and uh, it, it's it's funny to find that there is really so many similarities with all of our upbringings you know there a lot of times it's it's the uncle or the older cousin that's passing the knowledge down and and that was their choice and that i love that they choose to pass it down you know
1: absolutely dude you know it's like I think what it what it is is you in his position especially you see when someone has a genuine interest in something like you can't fake that you yeah know, you really see that so I think he saw yeah. that in me and like really wanted to push me in that direction you know what I mean and so, also
0: probably naturally being in somewhat of a role model but you right know, an older um, mentor in a sense because he's an uncle yeah I, he was in
1: a band he was yeah. signed and all that that was his like job essentially like he was mm-hmm. playing music so um yeah big shout out uncle james thank you for shout um, out uncle james help me get into guitar and uncle dude.
0: todd dude shout out uncle <laughs> todd <for> me, dude. <laughs>
1: hell yeah dude yeah so yeah that would be around right when i uh right quit when that tapping was off on happening. that coors light bro. oh yeah sorry sorry <laughs> <laughs> um that was right around i think when i was starting to get into middle school
3: was and, that in the Bay Bay Area?
1: Yeah, yeah. I grew up in uh, San Ramon, California. And if you guys know where that is, like East Bay Area. Okay. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, then in middle school, I signed up for guitar lessons because he kind of sparked the like, you know, he kind of gave me some basic pointers and really influenced me to like give it a real shot. And so my parents have been very supportive. I'm very thankful for them. The shout out to the parents. Hell yeah, um, man. They were very, very supportive of it. You know, my mom signed me up for guitar lessons uh, beginning of like sixth grade, uh, end of fifth grade, somewhere around there. And um, that's right when I was starting because I had already like, you know, dabbled with rock and roll. I was like ACDC, Black Sabbath, you know, yada, yada. And then it was like, it was the whole cliche thing of like, oh, there's heavier crap out there. Like I got to find heavier stuff because that distorted guitar was like what caught me. So it's like, you know, once I heard metallica and pantera and like judas priest and all that stuff i was like oh this is amazing like consumed my life made me want to play guitar even more and so when i went to lessons and stuff that was uh i was i'm very grateful for doing that because that really taught me a lot of the basic mechanics that i really needed to learn to just play guitar properly just from like i said i was just like lapping it, you know, when I was a kid with a thumb, and um, so yeah, I took the took the guitar lessons, and I'll never forget this man. My, I found out my neighbor; uh, he's about my brother's age. My brother's like four years apart from me, and uh, he played guitar. and I, I heard him playing in his room, saw him outside. I was like, "Oh, he played guitar!" And he brought me up to his room, and he like showed me how to play uh, "Enter Sandman." <laughs> like, so I just cliche,
3: I just taught that song like. No, a way. weeks ago, yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a yeah. good
1: starter song, dude, you know. Oh yeah.
3: I have a sibling that I uh, set that I teach and one drums and the other drums guitar. So I'm like teaching them both how to play it so that they can like jam it together. They're like 6 nice. and 6 and 9 or something. Holy crap. Seven and 10. They're fucking rad, so. Damn, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah.
1: But but basically like the the thing is with this is that at the time cuz the place I got lessons was like a music store it had a music front so there was like mm-hmm. guitars, tab books and all that stuff and then the lessons were in the back like in the jam rooms. Yeah. And so I was like I would look through the the tab books up front but I would never like you know you're located you on money and like ah uh, I, I can't buy this. Yeah. And then my neighbor when he taught me under Sammy he showed me ultimateguitar.com or whatever it was called. It's like Hell no yeah, you can just you can just look this up like any song you want there's multiple tabs and I was like what i thought you just had to buy the tab books i didn't know that was like you know for free on the internet yeah it's like it's
0: like uh playing video games back in the day you want the cheat codes and all that shit you gotta buy the magazine or the book that they would come with you can't look it up on the internet
3: there's the
2: magazines with the the tabs like guitar world and stuff like tabs you know it's like
3: those are pretty cool but Dude, remember that golden age of when Ultimate Guitar didn't have the like UI that they have now with like a built-in player and it was you would just get like the real tabs from it and you That's could down- right. download the files and then yep. you would have either Guitar Pro or Tux Guitar or
1: PDF. I did the or, PDF. Or you
3: would just get the PDF. Yep. <laughs> Hell Yeah, but that golden age cuz you really like didn't need to spend any money and you could get whatever anyone could transcribe off, you know, their own ear. And Power there was, tab was a Yeah. Good thing yeah casey has like still one of the sickest tab libraries <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. he's, he's given yes, me dude. over the years yeah that's, that's awesome so I yeah, think we're some all...
1: of them are terribly inaccurate too you're like they're yeah. like overly simplified and you're like trying to play with the actual song you're like that's not yeah. what it is
2: remember like like power tab editor whatever yeah it, that's right Power it, like, tab. yeah there's like no measures or whatever or like they just go on forever <laughs> yeah, like so you dude. can just like it doesn't matter that you like put it in the guitar pro and it's like wait what it's, like, it's, I, would yeah. always,
0: I would totally because i'm not a guitar player but i had the program because you guys would always send me yeah. like shit that you were writing or whatever and i'd just fuck with it and just be like six eight 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 two five seven five and then press like play things, like, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
4: like i wrote a song guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
3: funny. dude it's ah. it's different now like you know those like things where like the notes fall like youtube videos yeah. they're like you could like use it for piano and then oh, there's like those guitar games like Rocksmith, where like the notes come at you but it's like you play a real guitar to play the songs like uh i like deal with a lot of that stuff in guitar education and i kind of yearn for the old days because I would just want to tell all these people, man, it's all there already. You don't need me; just go find it. But <laughs> it's it's hard to get people to understand that it's all in the tab, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's funny because this is before, like you know, when I got lessons, even piano lessons. Like, yeah, they taught me some. They tried to t- at least teach me some of the theory aspects and all that. That never stuck. You mm-hmm. know, I was always just based off the ear and stuff. So when I learned about tabs, it was the ultimate cheat code. Because I could just put on the song for Metallica and then see the tabs and like know, like, okay, this is quarter note, eighth note, before I even know what that was. And so it's like that was the ultimate cheat to like learning songs, you know, it was just tablature for guitar. <laughs> like, yeah.
4: It's
1: crazy, man. But, yeah, um, it's-
3: it, it kind of teaches you just by trying to write in it and it like you get the red and you're like, fuck you keep adding notes and the red goes away <laughs> yeah, and you're all, like, yeah. all right, we're good. Dude. Yeah. I got a story. I got a
1: story for that with Matt Kilner. When I, when I get to there on the timeline, it's hilarious.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Don't
0: forget it, Make a note. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. So, so basically at this time, like my guitar teacher was more into like alternative rock and like stuff like that. And he started to see me just get more and more and more into metal. And it started to get more and more heavy and kind of like away from what he was trying to teach me. So he would be sending me home with songs to learn and I'd be going on Ultimate Tab and like learning fucking Call of Cthulhu or some shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, no, I'm not going to do my assignment. Like, I want to learn this now.
4: (laughs) Right, right.
1: And so um, this was around, I want to say seventh grade. Um, I'd just gotten like an iPod. I think, like, a, a Nano or something. I fucking love For Christmas. IPod, dude. Yeah, dude, that was the shit.
0: Yeah, before real that, sad. I know, know what MP3
1: I'm... players. <laughs>
0: Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean no, to cut you off, but I was just going to say, I recently saw there's a company that is um, selling the old iPod classics, but they're, like, one terabyte hard Damn. drive now. And That's I fucking hard. want one so bad, dude. I really do, because, I, I mean it's smaller than my phone i could take that out a lot quicker and do i just yep. I, I miss yeah the, the navigation dude. Yep. yeah i miss all that the dude. battery
1: life too on those fat ipods were like they lasted yeah. for weeks forever
3: dude, dude. yeah it's such, a, it's such like a comfort thing now too and it's like not connected to the internet and you're just like yeah. these are all I picked all these songs personally. <laughs> yep, it's, it's like it's like a stress Mine relief. Mine still works. But the battery
0: doesn't. The battery doesn't hold. So I really only need to change the battery. You,
2: you do you? You don't use any streaming, Anthony service? Uh,
0: no, not really. <laughs> <You don't? laughs> wow, crazy. I know it's funny. I use. This, everybody's gonna be like, you're a, you're just like an Android user, but I use Amazon Music. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> if I ever stream something, because I nice. had it linked up to my shit back in the day, that's yeah. yeah. Or all uh, Bandcamp, Bandcamp, but that's me still putting money in the yeah the artist's pocket.
4: Bandcamp is, is the cool. best.
1: Well, what yeah, I do is sure. I, I I I still buy CDs, and what I do is I actually just I rip them to waves on my computer so I can get that full CD quality but then mm-hmm. I'll also compress them yeah. to MP3 to have my phone because I just hate relying on mm-hmm. streaming, you know? Like, that, I just want to have it when I want to have it, you know? And it's, I'm it's a great way to support totally. it.
0: I'm just yeah, one yeah. of those old guys now, dude, who's like, I, I still like flipping open a CD, <laughs> putting it Hell in. Hell yeah, section, dude. You know? It's a whole experience, you it know? It really like, is, dude. I, yeah. I still, to this day, I have my CDs in boxes right now, but every once in a while, I'll be like, ah, I need, I just need to open up a box, dude. And I'll just <laughs> right. box and fucking... Yeah go through it all and be like oh you know i want to listen to this this week and i'll make like a little cd booklet that i'm going to take for the week because i got a six cd changer in my 2002 fucking truck (laughs) you know and (laughs) and i'll fucking set up a six cd like mix you guys do all your playlists
2: well i listen to full albums those like those like CD player things. It was like two hundred CDs or something like. Yeah, sparkling. dude. Like my, I'm like, I, I like visited my uncle in Colorado or something, and I was like, "Whoa, he's got one of those two hundred CDs." <laughs> oh my god! It's like, like
4: weird. Yeah, just yeah,
2: <laughs> it's just always like, jam. yeah, <laughs>
0: dude. The, and, I, yeah. and and this is me not trying to be like, oh, dude, I'm fucking. This is this is the way to go. But even my iPod, it, I would say ninety percent of it was me uploading the cd to my hard drive and then dropping it into the ipod i never was and i'm not saying that uh, i'm not talking shit about anybody who downloaded music for free but from the beginning (laughs) i i wasn't that type of dude you know i always was i was the guy who wanted to put a little money in the pocket of the artist that i appreciated now i'm not saying that if you don't do that you're a bad person i'm just saying that that was my style
3: you know that's it I, I just ripped so much fucking discographies off the internet. <laughs> like, all of Suffocation <laughs> at once, all of Hate Eternal, like, all of know. Oh, yeah, and it was, just and I, I, also, I also I also was, like, at Streetlight Records, like, as often as I could, buying shit all the time. So, oh, man, just, guys, I mean, I've said
0: it so many times, dude, but flipping through the used section of the metal section, used CD section of the yeah. of Amoeba, Streetlight, Rasputin. Tower Ooh.
1: Records, you guys remember that?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, dude.
2: It's all about how when they would like draw the logo like the death metal logo, like on the white tab, like, try <laughs> yeah, to like <laughs> yeah, yeah, RP, you know? And that you're just part. like, Whoa, that one's pretty good. And then the guy and then you go to the place <laughs> that actually like really does the yeah. logo
0: pretty well, and you're like, oh shit, this guy knows what's up, meaning he knows what to yeah. fucking get sent in, dude to start looking because you guys remember dude. when they had
1: the scan things when they had the little headphone kiosk oh yeah get a preview oh, of yeah. It. yeah
0: i could easily cool. spend like two hours in the meter doing dude. all that dude just get a stack and go listen to it this is shit this is good go back and find some more shit yeah ah nineties oh, yeah. <laughs> and using tooth early 2000s
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah dude all right so when does uh like jamming with people come yeah, yeah. Pictures, so next.
1: so one one thing i wanted to mention which is funny like my exposure to death metal so i have a story for this so basically what i was saying with the the ipod for christmas we got the gift cards with it of course right so you can yep. go buy music to put on it and like i was like in metal i listened to the the very first corn was actually very fucking influential on me because that was like yeah. some of the heaviest shit i've ever heard
0: how old know? are you now
1: uh, this was in six no grade? i mean i'm sorry so,
0: now currently present day
1: oh oh i'm 29
0: oh okay so we got a decade yeah. between us but you yeah yeah, yeah a, little bit. Metal <laughs> a little bit
1: yeah and you'll hear the story and go like wow yeah you really are well it's it's a
0: it's a um a thing for me and joel to try and find out how no matter what age because there was that small little age of us actually experiencing that new metal shit And then outside of that, we want to find out like who, because it was such a blip, you know, after that, whoever, whoever caught on to it and liked it, that's like, oh, you, you caught on to it after it was already not a thing, you know? Right. So that's cool to hear a 29 year old. Damn, you were 20, you're 29 now yeah you got a fucking <laughs> life ahead of you bro you already got a lot man. <laughs> yeah
1: dude she about to hit 30 so it's gonna you know gotta, dude, gotta congratulations
0: get real it. for all the accolades so i mean giving you accolades for everything that you've done so far all right oh thanks man so yeah, so sure, basically
1: dude. the story is yeah i'm like on itunes with this gift card you know uh i was already i was listening to like headbangers ball if you guys remember that yeah like kind of what was commercially available so it was like anything that had like more double bass or like crazier vocals or crazy guitars. Like I was just going in that direction. Cause I just, I didn't know anything at that time. You know, I'm just exploring and I'll never forget it, dude. I was on iTunes and I just see a fucking playlist called death metal and it had a fucking upside down of pentagram in red and black. And I clicked on that playlist, dude. And I'm not kidding. It had fucking suffocation, deicide, cannibal corpse, Nile, Sepultura. Like it was all oh, the man. classics in one playlist and i i bought the whole playlist with that gift card and wow. there were certain bands on there that i didn't get into till a little later once i've been exposed more but right off the bat it was like morbid angel deicide cannibal corpse death sepultura all those just it made the, what I was, who,
0: who were the bands that uh that took you a while to get, um so i
1: would say probably like nile took me a second just maybe mm-hmm. because the vocals were a little bit more, which just doesn't make sense because Cannibal Corpse just took yeah. over at that time. Right.
3: Yeah, uh, I remember Nile being a, a step later. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Hard ass shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's insane. Whereas Cannibal, you at least have like the instrumental kind of groove of that to latch on to what, but then you hear George Colias and it's just like insanity. You know? <laughs> Dude, you're It's not like, only that. This?
0: I mean, it's also imagery too. Cause you're, you're, yeah. you're exposed to like morbid angel DSI cannibal first, most likely, you know, mm-hmm. and then you see all the imagery that comes with that. And then all of a sudden there's this band that is all of that on fucking methamphetamines that talks about <laughs> yeah. Egypt the whole fucking time. And you're like, wait, <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to Egypt when I fucking learned about it in fucking elementary school. Yeah, for real, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I remember
3: I remember being told it was like, you gotta check out this band, their singer sounds like a mummy or something. And and I'm like going in expecting to hear that. And then I didn't expect like the 250 BPM and the like constant sixteenth notes. And I was just like, Yeah, dude. Like, why did you mention like that's not a big deal? Like I'm literally
0: (laughs) mind blown right now because Uh, All the old school mummy, like, it's totally (laughs) like it's growling, it's death metal. So maybe they are really trying to like channel the sound of like dead Egyptian pharaohs and shit, dude.
2: Pretty brutal, dude. The the first death metal (laughs) album that I ever bought was Amongst the Catacombs by Nile. Nice. And actually, they were the band that got me into death metal. Wow. Sick, dude. Yeah for sure yeah, 100 awesome. that's a cool trophy to have dude and i had that shirt for so long i wish i still had it It was such a cool shirt it got fit, yeah. it like fell apart i had it for so long but oh, uh, man dude i i i was like i was like in high school back in those times and like it was like we had just started like basically they were showing me death metal stuff like they showed me some bands and it was like a little too much at first you know <laughs> yeah, and then course. like uh I, like i remember specifically just playing super metroid like on, on like nice. super nintendo and stuff and just playing that a bunch and like they just started showing me that album, and it was like, dun, 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 like with like a <laughs> level, like li- like listen to that and like Rush, like at the same time for some reason, like we listen to Rush and then Nile all of a sudden. And I just remember, all of a sudden, just like playing Super Metroid, and then it was just like Nile playing in the background. Like we turned the volume down on the, on, the, on the game, and it was just like yeah. that. Suddenly, just clicked, and I was just like, "Whoa, nice. okay, this is sick." And then I like then I then I bought like Cannibal Corpse Vile and like other Gallery of Suicide and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that was the first band for me, so it's like total opposite. Like, wow, dude, that,
0: that one, is a crazy jump into the deep end. It's a little the more accessible.
3: To, uh, amongst the Catacombs record is a little more accessible than like. I was gonna say, yeah. The, it's it's the still as fuck, though, yeah, it's next extreme is fuck though. Yeah, it's 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 as extreme, um, but it's a little clearer production and like mm-hmm. super heavy triggers. It's crazy. That I was just gonna say that so that, that whole
0: drum kit is just. Constant punches to the jaw and facial.
1: It's primal, region. dude! It's so primal yeah. sounding. Hammerula
3: awesome. is is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, definitely laid down the foundations for the rest of the the entire oh, like nine. Disc- oh yeah, nine CDs. Yeah. So yeah. Tell
0: man. me the band that you uh, first said I hate. This band on that playlist.
2: <laughs> Which one? uh Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Our> playlist.
0: <laughs> it was Severed Saviour. Now I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> no severed Sever saver brutality of law was a big deal for me but that kind of came later yeah um, yeah
0: no i'm not but... i didn't bring up bus just for <laughs> you to start talking about it. <laughs> i was just using us as a joke um <laughs> no but all right so the the playlist was like uh a giant Uh-oh. yeah that was a
1: huge huge deal yeah. man like that that just like started like the addiction the craving to like just trying to find like the most obscure heaviest shit you know what i mean and again this is right when i was still getting guitar lessons and this guy sees me go from like metallica to cannibal corpse and i'm showing up probably yeah dude and i'm showing up like show me how to play hammer mash hammer smash face and shit (laughs) and i was just like listening to it's like yeah i don't really like play this kind of music you know and i remember at a certain point you know i got the basics down on guitar it's been like at least a year at this point and um i brought i forgot what song i brought in but i brought him a song on like a burned disc i was like can you show him how to play this and he just like listened to it i just always saw his face whenever i showed him metal <laughs> he's just like yeah just you're probably better off just learning this on your own you know and i was like all right well i'm done with lessons uh, yeah. this is when youtube was big so i was like you know there's a lot of tutorials like i'm just gonna like learn pinch harmonics like off youtube and and stuff like that and um yeah so yeah this is right around I would say yeah end of eighth grade and just entered into uh, high school and I have a funny story dude so I wasn't you know I was like oh, I can't remember probably like 15 at the time mm-hmm. and so like I couldn't order I didn't have a credit card or anything to buy shirts online or anything right So I went to Safeway and you know how you could buy those gift debit cards where you just yeah. charge money on them yeah, yeah so I went on eBay with that and I bought my first like four or five band shirts ever. No and, um, I'm gonna one yeah, up was... you
0: right now. I'm gonna one up you right now, real quick. When I first started <laughs> using eBay, I didn't yeah. even have a fucking credit card, dude. I had to send money orders to order. Oh, damn. Of eBay,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally had to go. When you said going to Safeway, I was like, yeah, he's gonna talk about a money order. Oh, wait, no, he's 29. He doesn't even fucking know what a money order is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a money but order I, is. But I know, I'm just joking. But I had to run to. Uh, I know what a money (laughs)
3: order is. That's awesome.
0: (laughs) Back in my day, and I would have to be like, "Can I have a money order for this amount of money?" And I'd have to buy a money order thing and send it in the mail. Yep. All right, (sighs) go ahead.
1: No, you're good. So basically, I bought—I forget the yeah—it was like I bought Death: The Sound of Perseverance because that was actually funny enough. My first Death exposure was that album, and um, I got Cannibal Corpse that had the logo and that had Kill behind it and um it was like yeah i got nile annihilation of the wicked and i think dsi dside and uh i get home from school and my parents are like come in the office we need to talk to you and i'm like
2: oh shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) and so
1: so i go in the office and they have the death shirt and the cannibal shirt like laid out on the chair in there and they're like sitting down they're like all right so do you plan on wearing these at school you know and i'm just like are you kidding me right now? <laughs> yeah. And so the Cannibal corpse shirt, I was like, I kind of got it because it just said straight up kill on it. Yeah. And so, so I was like, okay. And then I was like, but why do you guys have a problem with the death shirt? And they're like, really, Nico? Like, you don't see that? And I'm like, see what? And it's yeah. like, it's a vagina. I'm like, are you guys out of your mind? That's like a cave mountain. Look at the people right there crawling on. And they're like, oh. Okay, I guess that one's fine. And I'm like, are you kidding me,
0: dude? Where's your mind at, parents?
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you're looking into it a little too hard. And so, you know, but no, they've been super supportive. I get it. But it just, I thought it was funny. They were like looking for something bad. Right. Every, so...
3: every, everything reminds me of her or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Holy shit. I have a similar so, yeah, story just...
2: with my parents, same kind of thing. Yeah. Well
0: was yeah, yours, let's Casey.
2: hear it. Oh, I've already told it on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. Basically, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a hit order of all these CDs and they sat me down. They're kind of like concerned because it came in the mail and it was just like yeah. uh,
4: like <laughs>
2: the same thing, like all this cannibal corpse, DSI, like like same, you know, kind of stuff. And they're just like mm-hmm. Like, are you okay? Like, is this all right? Like, you know? <laughs> are you
4: okay? Because <laughs> like, read. My dad
2: was like reading the back of the thing, like the na- song titles on like like a DSA, <laughs> <laughs> like I think it was Legion actually. Oh shit! Oh man! Uh, and like he was just like reading the names, just like you know, like, like what are you? And I'm like, it's like a horror movie, you know? It's like you know, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just like yeah. it's an like
3: art. I'm not into that or you know whatever. But one time, my dad read some yeah, liner notes of a band. I was I had the CD and he was just like. <laughs> Yeah, these are terrible <laughs> he didn't <laughs> he didn't think it was good at all <laughs> i was like shit that's hard but he's a songwriter so he has the right to judge i guess so my yeah, uh yeah.
0: all right now i don't think i've ever told this on the podcast but i want to tell it now because you guys are talking about your parents finding out your shit and i was like my parents never yeah, here it comes my,
4: ter- my parents <laughs> never
0: gave me shit about anything that I listened to. They'd never once even questioned anything I listened to. But when I was in carnivorous, um, I had a song called defiled amputees. I was oh, yeah. 18 when I wrote it. And it literally is a song about a guy who collects amputees in his basement for sexual pleasure. And if he can't come across a new one, he makes a new one. And I had this song for the longest time, and I had told a few people that were friends of mine that were also friends of my dad. And and we were partying one time, and my dad was there too. And that one of those people just turned to my dad and was like, "Well, he's got a song about raping amputees." and from across the room my dad just fucking gave me one of those dad stares you know like what the fuck (laughs) yeah dude you just like i
1: disapprove of this
0: and and in the moment in front of everybody i was just had dude my parents figured me out dude i fucking yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's just say pretty quickly after that i actually did change my writing style because <laughs> i was like yeah why the fuck am i writing like this you know like this is kind of stupid i'm gonna be real with my writing and gotta be edgy dude yeah you know, back in those times i know well you you grow up on cannibal and all that shit yeah. you want to fucking make some crazy cannibal shit but then i was like you know what i'm doing cannibal i need to fucking do anthony right and I changed my shit, and I started writing from me. You know, those were all stories yeah. that I was just making up that I didn't even really fucking connect. But with,
3: you know? if you're doing death metal like lyricism, it's it's like a good homework assignment. Like write a Cannibal Corpse style song, so that <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know how to do that, and you're like, okay, now I can do my own thing. You know, totally. Yeah.
2: All right, that was enough. Yes, chat <laughs> chat, GPT, chat GPT, write me a Cannibal Corpse. Style song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh yeah um so so yeah back on the the timeline i think yeah so this is right when i was entering high school um i i was like heavy into that you know i just finished guitar lessons and uh i started i think like um just really getting serious on playing and taking it seriously and this is when back in like when i went to high school i went to cal high and san ramon um, when you did see a metal, any kind of metal shirt, right? It was like Megadeth or Metallica or anything like that. So if you saw someone wearing a cannibal corpse shirt, you know, it like, like what, you know, because it's so yeah. just underground oh, yeah. in terms of a high school,
0: the right? mutilating Two of the mutilated will catch anybody's eye. That, that Yeah, uh, dude. You know, I mean, absolutely. Even your birth year, I've even mentioned that yeah. recently, but that, that cover of Two Corpses, you know, having oral sex is
1: always
4: <laughs> yeah. going to catch somebody's eye. Dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he just had, he just had the logo shirt. I don't think he wanted to risk. Like, oh, okay, wear it but, but, um, cause I, you know how everyone in, in high school has that like little, their little spot to hang out with. So I used to, always used to walk by this group of metal heads and he, one day he wore like a cannibal corpse shirt and I had my death shirt on. I like approached him and I was like, Hey dude, sick shirt. Like I don't ever see anyone rocking death metal. And so we just kind of hit it off. He's like, yeah, I'm a drummer. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, I play guitar. Um, his name's Jesse Bellino. And so I met him, yeah, through high school. And that's the first person I really ever like jammed with. And so I met up with him uh, at his house. He had a little jam spot in his living room or something. And then that's when I deform- I formed the project known as Decryption. A lot of you people who were around me at that time know that project. It was just, yeah, random shit. But um, mm-hmm. this is also at the same time that I met Ian Rittmaster, and he says to say hi to you, Joseph. Yeah, Yo, uh,
3: what up? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick.
1: yeah. So Ian Rittmaster is actually a really big part of my exposure to, he's the first time that I heard Staring from the Abyss by Origin, because on MySpace, you know, you could have the song when you go onto your profile, yeah. you could set the profile song. So he had that as a song, and immediately I'm already like, whoa, what the fuck is that, you know? And so I actually basically... jammed
3: Origin with Ian before. I think we played Reciprocal. No shit. And maybe also, that's staring, awesome. Maybe. Yeah. Fuck that's yeah, dude. Sick. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I called him up to just chat about the old times and he was like, yeah, make sure you fucking say hi to him for me. So um, that's sick. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah, I heard Origin first through him and then we kind of just started chatting a little bit. I showed him some of the stuff I was writing. So we saw that we were going to the same high school, but he was like a junior when I was a senior. So he's older than me. And uh, he was driving at the time. So he would come pick me up and we would come hang out and shit. And I'll never forget like driving down the road. He showed me consume the forsaken for the first time.
3: And just
1: like, I know exactly where on the road I was when I first heard it, like, (laughs) and I was just like, Whoa, dude, what the fuck is that? You know? And oh, i had yeah. that like previous death metal kind of training like i said i wasn't really in denial at first right because it was like a little too crazy and so i had gone so far and discovered so many bands at that point that i was almost like ready to hear it at that time so big shout out to ian um you know showing me discord showing me origin because i just at that point i just became obsessed you know like yeah. i wanted to sweep i wanted to like i loved like origin still Those first fucking three to four albums, big deal for me, inspirational with um, especially Decryption at the time and some of the early Iniquitous stuff. But uh, also at the same time, like that's one path. And then there was the Brutal death path that was, you know, starting with the Discord exposure uh, from him as well. And uh, he was in a band. Do you guys remember a band called Immortus in the Bay Area? Do you guys remember that at all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so he was mm-hmm. in that and then he joined Inanimate too at the end there for that uh I forget which record that was, but he was in Inanimate Existence.
3: That was uh, the um uh it's Liberation like the Through Hearing. orange cover? Yeah, yeah, that one. Liberation through hearing. Yeah, it was yep. like twenty twelve, maybe twenty eleven yeah. even.
1: More than ten years ago. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, I had
3: um, that I had that uh C D Oh, that nice, was actually oh, i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna reveal that that was the cd <laughs> my dad was reading the lyrics to when he no way shit dude shout out shout out the lyrics that band. but yeah shout out inanimate homies and fucking that was a cool band lineup at the time riley was singing for them um yep in that touring cycle drums during that time because yeah. riley or i guess riley joined right after that tour um and then well, he, he did the
0: perform with them at the Blue Lagoon. though. Hey, yeah, what tour are you I, talking about?
3: Um, well, there was a tour where uh, they had a vocalist before Riley who was doing it. Um, I, I just I opened... know
0: a lot, the o- last and only time actually that I've seen Inanimate was at Blue Lagoon with Riley on vocals. I don't know; it must have been after that. Then he was already, yeah. but the album still hadn't come out yet.
3: Okay. Anyway, um. Yeah, Ian was the homie that I knew first from all those dudes. Um, and so, That's crazy, yeah, dude. he, he <laughs> was a Small sick, world. sick guitarist. He went to college with my yeah. brother. Um, That's
1: right. Yeah, he told me that.
3: Yeah. Um, Give your brother a plug
0: really quick. Does your brother does music too? Right. Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. What's, yeah, he, what, what's the he last just moved album? to Portland? If you live in Portland, hit hit up my brother Elliot. Okay, like E L L I O T T. Okay i think it's that and then music at the end of it uh on insta yeah he does like uh indie folk rock stuff like grateful dead neil young bob dylan kind of stuff very sick
0: yeah you showed you showed me some shit and i was i was down dude
3: yeah yeah he just moved to portland like three weeks ago so he's like trying to start up there now and it sounds like a fucking party all the time <laughs> uh, yeah thanks Portland's for the shit
0: i love portland
3: yeah one of my bands is kind of one third based up there too so kind of building a little little nest up there too yeah i got some family up uh, there i always like to visit sick dude all right yeah so hanging with ian you guys start writing for decrypted or mostly you're writing and do the Decryption. the discord yeah. i was gonna say just <laughs> just shout out on the consume the forsaken love because i probably oh, have I, I am not even like there are so many diehard Discord fans from like over 20 years now. I can't say I've like digested that album as much as you know the hardcore guys. But mm-hmm. the amount of work I put in to learning like six of those songs yes. to play live, yeah, dude, you pull
1: that off so well, man. You, and, you're an uh, amazing drummer, man.
3: Oh, thank you, man. Um, I definitely feel like when I hear people talk about it, it's like oh, I'm a part of something big, you know. You
4: like, are, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, you are, man. 10 11 so 10, 10, many people 14, have
0: 10 11 10, dude.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly that's yep. shout out that's to
2: parallel. the wizard man yeah that shit Diego.
4: Diego it's
3: great and we it's actually cool. have the wizard like... here right no, no, we don't. Not <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, you know, like,
4: that would have been sick. The dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude. Me and dude, Nico, both was sad, fucking man.
0: me and Nico, got punked right there. Baby. We totally thought that was gonna <laughs> and happen. I and mean, every two I was, was like, "Here we
4: wizard? go!" <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: It's, like this, like like all like dark black screen. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, the does he does. He, does like, go he horizontal, dude. Go horizontal. like here's uh. No, here's totally. a, like um, a, fan, like, oh <laughs> a
0: look behind the scenes a lot of the times when you see a person pop up on the show i actually don't know when it's going to happen so i'm getting you're getting it? my genuine reaction pretty much every time they pop in nice i'm okay. like we the know last time anthony we know he uh, was
2: exposed diego <laughs> diego's
0: last appearance i had no idea he was even going to pop in i know that
2: know? was me i snicked that on you yeah, yeah i, I usually i know too.
0: i just don't know when it's
3: coming exactly so I was like, that's oh awesome. shit, boss is here. Hey, boss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm practicing. <laughs> You're like, yeah, man, you ready to jam, man? I'm like, oh shit. Hell yeah, dude. That's yeah. awesome, man. But yeah, no, that was,
1: that was like, a, I can't say enough about that album. That was, that changed my life. Same thing with Echoes of Decimation. Just those two yeah. right there at the same time, just like, yeah, like my whole world opened up. And oh, yeah. um, that's like, if, i'll try to find it but i don't think it's on youtube but all the old decryption material um i started just adding so once i learned how to sweep because i was learning those songs for covers on youtube uh, yeah. and uh, once i learned how to sweep i was kind of just putting it everywhere like an idiot <laughs>
4: it's, yeah. it's just
1: like i look back now i'm like yeah just tell me you love origin without telling me you love Origin, <laughs> uh, yeah. right and so yeah so that was that was a pretty big deal and so yeah we I'll never forget this dude. We went to Radio Shack. We didn't have any recording equipment. We bought like a single mic. And I had like a DI at the time. And I recorded guitars, bass, vocals that way. We had a vocalist named Rocky at the time, one of his friends. And we did two different takes. We did a take of the drums with the mic overhead to get the snare toms and cymbals. And then we did a whole second take, a separate one, just for the kick. So it barely even lined up properly. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. We just wanted to like record some music, you know. Right. Um, but it was fun, dude. It was was like my first experience ever, just like jamming, being in a band. You know, it's more of a project. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is right around the time that MySpace was huge for music. Like everybody was connecting and talking and stuff. Um, and then I met uh, a guy by the name of Wes Wojcik, and we kind of talked about, you know, hey, like let's let's jam we're looking for a bass player to come join us that kind of thing so he was in walnut creek at the time i was in san ramon so his mom came and dropped him off we jammed and this is kind of around the time that jesse was starting to notice that uh i really was wanting like blast beats and he couldn't really ever blast he just kind of went yeah
0: and
1: like you know and hey Big shout out to him for that because, you know, he saw like, you know, hey, you're going to want something else. I don't want to hold you back. I want you to have something like you're you're really wanting for your craft. So that was cool and humble of him to do that. And so Wes, when I met him, it was the last jam we had together with Jesse, the original drummer. Um, he's like, hey, I know this guy in Walnut Creek. He could play Origin. He does covers. He has a jam spot in his house. Like, I should hit him up and see if we if he's down, if he if can jam. That was Matt Kilner.
3: So mm. this
1: is when we were like 15, 16 years old. And so he got on, he went to high school with Matt, I guess, and told him at high school about me. And then we exchanged like MySpaces and stuff and we chatted. And then my mom, (laughs) I didn't have a car. So my mom dropped me off Walnut Creek with my half stack and my guitar. (laughs) And um, we played Staring from the Abyss, Reciprocal, uh, Kill Your Mother, Rape Your Dog, and Killing on Adrenaline because we knew those songs at the time. Nice. And that was, I'll never forget that feeling of like, I was like, you know, I've never seen, like he had, he had the double bass. He could fucking blast. Like, I was like, wow, this is like real death metal shit right here so yeah. crazy dude yeah, that's so, a great
0: feeling dude
1: dude it's unreal man so when I kinda... we got
0: when we got troy for carnivorous after working with the drum machine the whole time it was just <laughs> oh shit it was so fucking crazy It to feel like in a being in a rehearsal studio and having it just loud and hitting you in your chest yeah dude nobody's plugging their ears because we're all dumb and fucking <laughs> and and just letting it fully just annihilate you and that feeling uh, and being a part of making that, that annihilation, you're just, uh, that, that gets you totally hooked. That's exactly the, I think the main, okay. Yes. Playing and writing music is always the first and foremost, but once you get that feeling of recreating it with other humans in a space, I think that that is really the nails in the coffin you know what i'm saying absolutely dude that really is the full on the hook was set you're fucking on the line now and you're you're not letting go you know
1: absolutely man i mean that was just you you said it perfectly like once you really feel that like you said like he had his triggers and um just just hearing like an actual blast beat in person for the first time was just like whoa dude you know yeah it was my and then to over your you know your guitars that you're playing and you're in sync and it was just yeah it became an addiction you know like it's crazy so basically i brought my whatever i wrote with decryption um over to matt and i was like hey I, i wrote these songs this is like our project you know um and so here's where that guitar pro story comes in so he was already well versed in guitar pro even at that young age like he really knew how to use that software and now he's programming like whole songs with like 10 instruments on them and shit because he's big into you you know um behold the octopus and all that kind of like crazy wacky shit with like keys and stuff you know and so he showed me some of the stuff he was programming guitar pro and i'm like you fucking did all this like what the fuck (laughs) like that's insane and I'm over here like writing with pencil and like fucking just like four, one, three, two, four. <laughs>
3: like <laughs> and like, keep it, shit. Keep it below the fifth fret, dude. Yeah. Yeah,
1: dude, you know. Hell and yeah. um so he kind of sat down with me because he, you know, we really hit it off and you know, he's a really cool dude. We're both like total just goofy idiots. So we just hit it off right away and we're like, all right, you know, we started to like, okay, let's take this, let's take this serious. Let's like write some stuff. Let's have you put your drums on it. So he showed me guitar pro and I had no idea what the hell I was looking at. Like I said, I didn't know anything with quarter notes or eighth notes, triplets, anything remotely close to that. I just knew numbers and positions on the fretboard. That's it. Mm -hmm. And so he kind of showed me, all right, so can you tab these little, paper things you wrote in this that way i can program my drums and write to it and so he kind of he handed me a flash drive with the guitar pro 5.2 i still use it to this day it's the best guitar pro i don't care what anybody says that's the best shit ever um he handed it to me on a a 5.2 or five yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the best one dude so he handed me that the install file on a flash drive he's like kind of gave me a rough lesson like all right so you do this this and this (laughs) <laughs> and he'll tell this. you guys got to get him on, by the way. Like, he's, he's fucking oh, yeah. incredible, dude. Um, oh, yeah. But he sent me home with that. And I tried as best as I could to tab that shit. <laughs> and you know, I remember, they will never forget, we're sitting at his computer when I come back the next time. He pulls up the Guitar Pro. Every single bar is red. Every single one. <laughs> and he's just like... What the fuck is this, dude? I'm like, dude, I don't know how to do this shit. I just put oh, yeah. In it. oh yeah, <laughs> <And> oh <so, laughs>
4: yeah.
1: So he sat there with me with my guitar, and he's like, "Okay, so how do you play it?" And he's just like, "Yeah," he just fixed it all in like two minutes. Just
2: added your shit in two and minutes, every, yeah, dude. Everything we wrote like before 2005, six-ish around that time, you know, like was all on power tab and then we had to import it all to guitar pro you know and it was mm. just like nightmare every single <laughs> thing yeah. it's like basically just re put it together i mean it's almost yep. like redoing it but almost not really but it's like just,
1: reverse engineer it onto that yeah basically. it's like yeah. it's almost
2: harder to do that you're better off just starting over
1: yeah yeah <laughs> you know so pro. yeah so yeah big shout out to matt like um you know me and him like from an early age just started hanging out and kind of bouncing off each other and all sorts of uh, musical inspirations. And he really liked my playing. I really liked his playing. He kind of, like I said, exposed me to Guitar Pro, which has been an essential tool with Iniquitous, especially the uh, the full length album. Um, <clears throat> so basically we started to get that going nothing really ever happened of it. He kind of put his, his twist on my songs at the time and uh i think wes went to join a more active band or something I don't know, repulsive infestation if you guys ever heard that name uh again bay area stuff like east bay
0: again um, that sounds familiar to me and it's probably because it's bay area impulsive say it again
1: repulsive infestation
0: yeah dude that does yeah, sound yeah. familiar to me but i mean there's so many fucking death metal band names oh like dude that. it's yeah. yeah
1: pop up and out you know they're not yeah. active anymore but um but basically yeah so it's like uh you know, Matt, Matt is, like, big into, like, all sorts of wacky shit. So he went and joined or created a band. It's, like, a punk band. It was called Video Wine Party. And so he did that with his brother, who's also a mid- multi-instrumentalist. Shout out to Cameron Kilner. Um, that's his brother. They're, they're both very, mm-hmm. very musically inclined, multi-instrumentalists. So they got in a punk band together, and that kind of put me, like, more like back where i started just by myself doing youtube covers kind of just writing my own crap and just playing right and so he was doing that and i was starting to write um what is now the iniquitous deeds ep um at the time it was under a different name because i found like some drummer on the internet i was really trying to just get material out you know and Mm. so i'll never forget this dude i wrote three songs The three out of the four that are on the Iniquitous EP. One of them being Tomb of Divine Supremacy, which has the pinch harmonics on it. And I showed that to Matt, because me and him were still cool and sharing music and stuff over the internet. And so I showed him that. And this is right when he was kind of like wanting to veer away from his project with that punk band. And he said that when he heard those pinch harmonics, he's like, I want to play death metal again. And it was just, it was awesome, dude. You know, and that song... I had a hardcore binge I that's right when I was discovering putridity and so I just like was going nuts with putridity and I was like listen to the, the first record and the second one and uh, no it was mainly the first one actually with the drum machine yeah and... this
3: would be hey this would be a good time to show the updated flyer
1: Oh yeah
3: there you go hell yeah Shout out Miguel who uh, came through and sent it to me. Uh not Joel, I will add for the record. <laughs> <laughs> Get called and, out, uh, bro. We got putridity up at the top, rightly bespoke where it should be. Oh, and yeah. uh although I will not forget to mention there is uh another layer coming, so stay tuned. Yep,
0: I see a section at the top that has a perfect space yep. for three more logos, dude.
3: But it really should be putridity above all them. Um <laughs> <in Canada. laughs> Yeah, I wanted, out, titsy, I wanted to shout out. I wanted to shout out Kilner's band Nithing. Is that how you even say Nithing. it? Nithing. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's Insane, everything you just said. Bro. I saw I we got to have Kilner for sure. I didn't know. I absolutely. was just about to say
0: this. I, uh, enough has been said that I'm like I want to talk to this dude. Oh because yeah. Because having I, I love the family dynamic of hearing people. I mean, we got the Jarzembeks. We got the you know.
3: There's so many combinations. That dude's yeah. a straight up
1: brother to me, dude. Like straight up you know like
3: crazy yeah. man yeah we've hung out um in oakland and and then of course the gorgasm to violently vomit back to back so
1: hell yeah dude
3: yeah and i use his snare on the fucking <laughs> oh, Chicago no shit. combination fest that's 7, awesome yeah yep.
1: this is the one with the um, uh wooden grain on the side it's like kind of like a light like pine i forget that i can't keep up with the drum gear dude oh
3: i don't know you know what okay this is this is for the real drum nerd the drum heads um i was a little worried that i was like what if kilner brings his like super like clank 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 snare that he like (laughs) like, in all his videos like super steel can and i was like i don't think that would work with like tvv but then um I hear the Gorgasm set and he's playing it and it sounds gorgeous. And I'm like, Yes, I'm mm-hmm. all set for my set. It like was per- the perfect death metal live snare. So he just yeah. like has the I think he has like the overtones on which Mike, whatever, like really cranked in his mixes to get mm-hmm. that like crazy sound. What do you he used think- to play a
1: lot more pingy too? We've kind of all yeah. both of
3: us the, Iniquitous, like the middle ground. The LP is pretty pretty sick yeah so what is it it about
0: what is it about the pingy snare that is so prominent in like the slam like brutal death metal it's and also by the way also side note in the czech republic as well if you listen Mm. to a lot of bands from the czech scene all the grind Mm. bands and weird fucking grind bands that come out of there they got that pingy snare yeah, yeah or Philippines
1: or Indonesia or South Asia—it's big there as well because that's uh, where yeah. brutal death metal is like king is Indonesia. Um, it just adds to the whole like uh, just nasty, just unbelievably nasty vibe of it. It's just kind of like a fuck you to standard uh, should be this way, should be that way. It just kind of became like it just—it's just part of the sound of it, you know. It's it's kind of like yeah. gutturals. So you love it or you hate it. Like, I kind of when I first my... heard
0: i was gonna say i had my answer but i was i i wanted to hear your guys's first yeah yeah i'm already trying to fucking cut off people sorry
1: (laughs) you're good dude no um but yeah no it's it's just one of those things where like i mean even when you when i was listening to just straight death metal i didn't even like Discord at first i heard Discord before i was exposed to it later i didn't didn't even like it because the vocals so it's like that took time to really get into and i think it's it's of a similar caliber of obscurity for someone to kind of get into and that's why it's very niche and you know what i mean
2: yeah mm-hmm. but even within brutal death metal like there's like the kind of the range of like the super compressed like say like effigy like scott you know the like, cut burns like super you know sick like all but it's totally grass kind of thing or like blasphemy made flesh like cryptopsy that's mm-hmm. pretty open for that Mm -hmm. even for for that style of like whatever technical death metal or whatever the fuck you know doesn't matter Mm -hmm. whatever or it's not slam you know i wouldn't call cryptopsy slam you know yeah Yeah. so like but but that snare sound it that's like kind of that when i think of like an open snare like ringy snare in like death metal like brutal death yeah i think of cryptopsy's that that first one well, you and guys know think...
1: Inherit Disease, right? Like Transcendence. Oh, that's right. oh, that's oh, a fucking for sure, dude. Yeah. He doesn't even have the like snare wires on. Shout out to Dan Osborne.
3: But <laughs> really? uh, that that yeah, record's yeah. sick.
1: It's fucking badass. I know like, that's Liger been
0: talk? Joseph's favorite Inherit since we had the oh, Most ever alieny ever fucking like it matches
1: the cover. It's just oh, I love yeah. that shit, dude. I could tell
0: like, that uh, Joseph uh, Joseph's got something to say about the the ping snare too. Yeah, Joseph's Joseph.
3: Yeah, no, Cryptopsy is the right way to go back. And then I think Devourment introduced like the Piccolo. Oh, yeah. ah, dude, Monday, I was totally going to say molesting, molesting
0: the Dead <laughs> is the fucking
3: perfect example for me. What I'm yeah. talking about is that that sound. Yeah, I think but... it came from that and it kind of like combined the two. It had like the ringy pingy thing. And then it also was like super, it's actually a very controlled sounding record, which is why it's such a classic is it was able to get that like Scott Burns type uh, mm-hmm. thing and slam so it was kind of the best the merging of them too and then i think since then it's gotten like so bombastic but i don't know there's something yeah. i think there's just room in the mix for like snare because and you wouldn't use that in like a lot of bands because it would just get in the way having overtones but right. with like everything's so chunky and slow and underneath it's like there's so much room for it you
0: just you just answered you just said what i was gonna say is that <laughs> how it, how the snare stays prominent in the mix is having that type of snare that that ping mm-hmm. because there's so much oh, abrasive yeah, through, yeah, it's like, yeah so much brutality and to
3: be able for things to cut you need yeah that type of snare have you guys Absolutely. Have, have you guys been to like one of the a live show where like there's a good sound guy who or the snare mic is sent through a, a what, triggered channel and it like sets off the reverb at the right places for like a super reverb snare? What if what mm. if Mars
2: was like influenced by Slam?
4: Yeah. Sorry, sorry.
3: Man. Uh, <laughs> I just I just brought up that live thing because um, I've seen a few bands like Brand of Sacrifice where they pull it off and it's like the the sickest thing you can do with a snare. I swear is like keep it all nice and tight and then just it opens up and it's like a second instrument you suddenly introduce to the to what you're Especially doing. Especially with the yeah, rim yeah. shots, dude. The rim shots yeah. and they got that reverb on them. Like it's wow. like uh, like suffocation, like clarity clang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. through yeah. Deborah, it's like the perfect spot for it. Absolutely, that Saint Anger slam, dude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, fuck Saint Anger. <laughs> right. You got me on the the, the snare weeds. I'm, I'll pull back. Nah, dude, this is where yeah, I no, want no. it. Oh, nah, that's cool. Love dude. That, that.
0: Yeah, I, I. That's what I wanted to open up because I wanted it with two drummers
3: now and yeah. yeah. But Petridity is and Nico. like, yeah, that dude, <laughs> is the craziest. I still think Petriody is oh. the craziest band. So, okay,
1: funny thing is that um, I was talking, I'm pretty tight with Chichio, so I was talking with him back Mm -hmm. in those days when I was writing that song. He actually sent me the guitar pros to the uh, the original songs, and he put toms in the guitar pro where he put his vocals. So when it was like, mm. it was like,
4: boom, 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 <laughs> That's how we programmed
1: his vocal patterns. And I was like, that's fucking crazy. What the fuck? Like,
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. So... Yeah, man, it's fucking cool. You man. didn't do yeah, so... it with like
3: a saxophone or something? Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's, like a... that's like how all the rock songs are done.
1: Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many just like dumb drunk nights of like changing the instruments in guitar pro to like the saxophone and like fretless <laughs> bass and turning the tuning all the way up to e standard <laughs> listening to your music in, like a whole new light dude like yeah
0: <laughs> so i think yeah. we're at a good point nico where i want to take it back i want to go into your art pass dude okay i know we're we're getting up onto I'm being inquisitous on iniquitous <laughs> right now. And, um, but we're going to sidestep that because I really want to know that I, I think I'm thinking that art started at the same time for you. When you so,
1: with music. so art, art actually kind of came a lot later. So I can just kind of explain the rest. Cause there's not much after that. We have like a full length in the EP thing. And mm-hmm. then that's kind of where, the okay,
0: then started, let's just, so, we'll okay. finish that one out and then we can get into that. I, I'm just, okay i'm very yeah i'm just i, I want to get into your art side too dude so yeah yeah know, for maybe sure maybe dude switch it back but yeah i want to get into that too
1: yeah so I'll, I'll just i'll just start summing it up more so basically um yeah we we started up iniquitous uh we contact mike simon who plays does all the instruments and in cerebral engorgement uh shout out to him and uh, this is right when we were getting really into Cranial Impalement for, by Discord. Just even nasty. Still the most brutal shit. record of all time. Absolutely, dude. I listen to that shit all the time. So yeah. he has that style of vocal, which we didn't like at first, but because we got so far into Brutal Death together, we actually learned to like it. So he tried out, we found that sound and we were like, OK, that's it. And then we recorded the the EP um, and then we went and played our first show ever, my first show ever. Uh, Wes and Matt had already played shows. Uh, that was my first show. It was with Logistics Slaughter. Shout out to, Hell to yeah. Mike and all them. They were on here. I watched that one. Yep. They were headlining mm-hmm. it. We played at Dude's Garage. They mentioned Dude's Garage. That was our first show. I do show remember
0: ever. that, dude. Yep. Yeah, That's a very unique and cool name, Dude's Garage.
1: <laughs> yep. So we played that show, dude. And a quick little side story with that is I had this like setup with a Sonic Maximizer and Decimator Pro Rec G. <laughs> and my fucking so dude, yeah dude <laughs> and my Bucara like, and like fancy amp that. shit i get up on stage and the fucking amp breaks my first <sighs> show ever i'm like are you fucking kidding me and mike Floyd came through with his triple x fucking pv sl- like slammed it on top of my fucking amp I was like all right dude like here just like play on my amp i was like just thank you dude yes and, <laughs> and uh yeah we, we we did the show so that was awesome and we had our ep on we burned discs and put You remember the printout little white paper for the burn disc? You could like print your stuff on it. Yep. So we made a hundred of those and just put them on top of the Iniquitous Deeds logo, handed them out to everybody for free. Just we wanted to get our music out there. And then a guy by the name of Cameron Omasi a week later, hits up Dan Osborne of New Standard Elite. And this is when he's starting his label. There's only about four or five bands on it. And then he contacts us. Shout out, Dan Osborne. And so he contacts us and um it's like yeah i want to sign you guys and i want to release this demo as an ep so that's basically how the the ep happened it's just absolutely incredible super grateful for that and um yeah so at, at that point basically things didn't uh work out with our bass player at the time and so that's when chris came into the picture and chris stratton uh shout out to him uh he came to the show we played with inherit disease fallujah um a couple other bands i can't remember but this is at the red house in walnut creek and so he came out
0: to two sick bands right there
1: yeah dude it was a crazy lineup so he came out to check out the show looking for a band to join and a week later after that shows when um we parted ways with our bassist and we started looking for one so he hit us up and that was again a week later and then he ends up being in the band because me and matt talked to him and saw his tryout video we're like yeah dude like He's sick. We need him. Yeah. So that's when Chris joined in. And um, yeah, and then, you know, Mike, we call him Geike. That's his nickname. That's like just we call him Geike. So Geike <laughs> is still in the band. And uh yeah, we got Chris and then yeah, we gear up for the incessant hallucinations record. And that shit, dude, like 85% of that, I would say, is written purely on guitar pro. Like wow. f- maybe 15% of that was actually like, I'd say the slams and some other parts like that were written on real guitar, but all the rest of it was, this is when I was much more advanced with guitar pro. Thanks to Matt, you know, training me on that. Yeah. And so, so basically, a lot less yeah. Red. yeah, a lot <laughs> less red. And, and I had some exposure to drumming. Like I drum a little bit. He kind of showed me some things. So I kind of understood the mechanics of it. So I would contribute, drum ideas he'd contribute guitar ideas and we were able to do that through guitar pro which was pretty amazing right
0: that was something that you didn't have in power tab was drums and all that kind of stuff right
1: exactly yep so so yeah just programming that and then we recorded that and that was like a that was a huge accomplishment that made me a better guitar player because i sat down and started to learn the shit i was writing on the keyboard and i was like fuck dude like this is hard (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah so that's that's basically how incessant happened and then we did that tour um for the release of that with uh distant tomb, cerebral fusion delusional parasitosis us and embodied torment and that was fucking stacked dude that was such a sick tour man
3: yeah, yeah. so there's two bits of lore that we need follow up on let's hear it uh First, is it true that Cerebral Effusion listened to only brutal death metal in their van for the whole five weeks? <laughs> Wait, is this I'm the band pretty... that
0: we recently talked about?
3: Yes, yeah. yeah, cere- oh dude, shout out to those guys. That's one of my favorite
1: bands ever, dude. Cerebral Fusion. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the case. I remember Matt telling me that. So we were, I wasn't in their van. We had we had our own van. So, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the case. Yes. I would love <laughs> okay. for
0: those dudes to get off the tour and go home and like listen to get lady gaga or something yeah put on some pink floyd they just couldn't they just couldn't do it they've been fighting it the whole tour like oh (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you know but none of them want to like no none of them want to just like give in so it's just like brutal death metal the whole time dude yeah Yeah, i can fall asleep to brutal death metal though
3: oh yeah uh the second bit of lore is um i remember at the sack show someone from the stage during one of the sets i forgot which band maybe it was you guys i don't know but being like shout out to cerebral fusion those dudes love to masturbate do you remember that <laughs> uh, was that was that guy i can't remember i think
1: it might have been i don't know but because i brought Cos- that up i brought that up already here so 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 what it is is cosme the the bassist i love that dude he like Uh barely speaks any english but he's like yeah great yeah Yeah, dude (laughs) yeah i
3: just remember and then sacramento yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so so the entire tour (laughs) the running
1: joke was like oh we love to masturbate that was like that was like the whole, his whole act,
2: dude. So we were just fucking "Oh the like pile of yeah, that dude. Very it was so exciting.
4: Funny, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Man. So oh, that, might have, that great, might have been Mike. That might have been Mike.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I remember you guys being like, shout out, Cerebral Effusion. Those dudes love to masturbate.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was, that was fucking hilarious. I love those dudes, uh, man. Like, man everybody was, on dude. that tour, everybody on that tour was just awesome individuals man that was hey i brought
3: i brought some uh normies to that show i mean they were like hip people but they'd never seen that kind of show and like i remember when like the fucking like chug slam started and they just looked at me and they're like oh yeah dude like they like fully (laughs) understand this yeah Yeah, exactly i think that i think
0: think that groove if you there's certain grooves that you don't have it, it it translates Throughout all languages, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's yeah. you're just gonna feel it no matter if you're into it or not. It's just gonna grab yeah. you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And then uh the the tour after that, this this is like worth absolute just I am so grateful for this, man. When we did the defeated sanity, iniquitous savagery, iniquitous deeds tour, that was a life-changing thing, man. I mean mm-hmm. that I, I got to know Lilla pretty pretty well over the internet before that but just mm. meeting up with those guys and touring with them, getting to know them and becoming like lifelong homies to experience as well as iniquitous right. savagery. So, shout out to both those guys, every member of the band. No um, doubt. That was, that was an, inc- I mean, dude, for us, that was 47 days long because we drove our van, we backlined it and we carried half a Defeated of San merch and we bust around iniquitous savagery in our van. And we had to drive from California to I think Maine and then start the tour on the East coast. Do the entire U.S. tour ends in Philly and then drive all the way back to California. So there was like, it was, and this was in January. It was a winter tour. Ugh. And so 47 days. That was, that was brutal. But again, 100% worth it. Even though there were some stressful times, how it always is in touring, it was yeah. 100% worth it. That's like, I'll never forget those memories, dude. Uh, what so year was that? Shout out. That was uh, 2016, I believe.
3: Was that uh, Josh? He, was that his? him touring with them yeah john lushman was that his yeah, first think... or second tour maybe
1: uh it was so there was like a i think it was like a two-parter because they did the first one and then it was two months in between that and then they did the second one yeah because okay. they did carnivore Dyspropus was on yeah. that on that tour in the first one okay. and then we picked I up saw that the part of it
3: yeah yeah saw josh's yeah. first show ever with the yeah interview. dude that's
1: yeah that's when he was first getting involved with them and shit so that mm-hmm. was really fucking cool and uh yeah got to be got to get really tight with those guys me and christian we were like whiskey buddies so we were drinking whiskey all the time i got to dude, know him really well dude.
0: that's what it's all about dude i mean we're now um you're a almost a decade Past that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I'm thinking about my early tours and all that kind of shit. Yeah, in the moment, dude, for an underground death metal band to try and tour the United States, it money is fucking tough the whole fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. time. Promoters Promoters, promoters are fucking shoddy and mm. and Venues are shoddy and you're dealing with this new situation every single night. And, and there's one uh, thing about it that keeps us um, tethered to it while we're doing it, which is that we're all in it together. So everything that we're experiencing, we're experiencing it together as a tour package. Right. right. And, and, we're we're showing up and seeing the same familiar faces every single night so you naturally are socially connected to these people because we're all experiencing the same thing we're all seeing each other the same you know at the same times and whatever and it doesn't matter At all for me now, if I was, you know, in the negative, neutral or positive when it came to finances, because I got through it. And now here I am today, perfectly fine, not even scathed from it. Mm -hmm. So what do I have from those situations is the fucking awesome times that I had with all the rad dudes that I've met that are still friends of mine to this day. That money's Absolutely. gone, but those dudes are still in my life. Yep. You know? And so I don't give a fuck all the bullshit that I went through. You know, I may have gotten pissy about not being able to fucking get dinner at the time <laughs> that I wanted it, you know? But yep. it, I, don't, I, I don't remember those times as much as I do all the sick times that I have with these dudes, you know? so that's it's all my, worth it. my two cents on that underground death metal isn't about the fucking money it never has been it's always about the passion the art and the homies dude that's it yep
1: well said yeah. dude boom yeah i mean and then it's like you know with with lila like our thing is like he's super goofy man like we <laughs> we love beavis and buttheads so from the very beginning i was like eh Hey, how's it going, dumbass? <laughs> <laughs> and just like we hit it off ever since, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what's yeah, up, dude. And, you know, but obviously, musically, too, we dig each other's bands. Like, I fucking defeated Sandy, dude. Jesus Christ. Huge right. Influence. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very grateful for the minimal tours I've been on. So, um, yeah, so that kind of, uh, and to, I guess, to, to close it out, yes, we're still a band. I know it's been fucking years. Uh, we have, uh, Sasha actually mentioned, shout out to Sasha on the last episode, how Matt loves to delete music, right? So I'm kind of in that camp, not as extreme as him, but we've had like an like iniquitous iniquitous deeds 2.5 album at some point, and we kind of like discovered a new style that we really like, especially with um, I'm playing more on the guitar than I'm programming on uh, Guitar Pro, so it's a lot more jammy, but. We finally have come up with, like, the weirdest, catchiest, heaviest thing me and him have both ever created, and I couldn't be more stoked about it. So, yes, we're still a band. Yes, there is an album fully written, and we are basically perfecting all of our parts right now. And, um, yeah, Obi should be sending us some scratch vocals over some demo scratch track stuff soon here. So
0: Shout um, out, Obi Flat. Yeah, Obi Flat. Uh, hell yeah
1: dude so uh yeah so i just wanted to throw that out there that we are working on that i know it's been forever i've moved like two times matt's in, you know all these big bands now and you know obviously i'm taking on the artwork thing as well so like it's just been a crazy last five six years for this whole thing but we're finally kind of stabilizing and uh, getting things really going because we i can't tell you guys how much i believe in this material like i've I, I've never been so high off off of music, just because me and him go, have been dude. so. We've been going back and forth on this uh, album so hardcore for the last I don't fucking know since since the last record, which was twenty fifteen, almost mm-hmm. ten years ago. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited, and uh, to everybody who's waiting, I hope it's worth the wait. So
0: totally, dude, and and saying ab- about the high, the high of creating something and when things are working and, and you're just like yes 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 my ideas are coming to fruition there's no other better feeling you know oh
3: absolutely so, dude dude speaking on that like you know i was at the studio with dave last week when i called yeah him.
0: let's hear about that
3: a little bit <laughs> yeah dude so i got i have you know he got the edited drums back to me two days ago on tuesday and my job is to go back through the midi kick and like program my kick parts in light of how they, you know, the rest of it was recorded. So I did that yesterday, which was like super fucking fun. Cause you're just like listening to yourself all in detail <laughs> and you're like, Holy shit. It sounds so good. Like perfectly <laughs> yeah. recorded, but then you still have the creative like, Oh, this could be like triplet ace or it could be 16th, you know, all that stuff too. Um, <laughs> And so it's like cool to be like how realistic or fake do I want to make it sound? Cause you can just make it super. Yeah. So that was like yesterday and then I've just been listening to the demos all fucking day. And, uh, yeah, it's dude. just, just so fun to walk around listen. And I don't even have the vocals yet. Like the vocals, I still haven't <laughs> even heard Josh is done with them, but they're not in the material I have access to yet. So it's still like more surprises ahead, but yeah, it's been fun. There's like a very cool saxophone solo on this Lucy record. Like, one of the sickest sax solos. Sax in solo? Definitely. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Did you? Oh, yeah. really? That's awesome. Was it you? No, no, I didn't play. It was, uh, uh, I was going to uh, say, like, uh, Joseph's a, a a good surprise. saxophone player. I do know. Yeah, it's the guy that they worked with uh, in the Ashwata record five years ago. He's back, so it's rad. Okay, so I'm going to um,
0: break you open real quick, Joseph. Now you're going to tell us the point during your session where you were like, oh, fuck the the like the most anxiety you felt like there was a part or something that you couldn't get through or oh
3: recording the first song was the hardest we picked the hardest song right away because it was the one we've been playing live and like i knew it was hard i didn't quite know how hard each song would be but i just thought oh i've been playing this one live so i'm ready for it but Mm -hmm. it turns out it's it's the hardest um it has all these really extended like traditional blast sections at like 264 um and i just couldn't really get through it so we had to like break it up um and then once we got past that song that was day two so then we had three days left to do nine more songs um so we just did three Mm -hmm. songs a day and then we were done by like six o'clock friday and everything was good so Uh, that was like the biggest
0: hurdle was that first song
3: yeah the first song took like uh, way longer and then everything else that was like the bleed of the record i don't know people talk about so the final boss yeah. of the album <laughs> you, I, like uh... <laughs> thomas hawk said he learned he spent more time on bleed than the rest of Obsin. just Holy that one crap. song
2: yeah yeah are you, you, uh... you, you feeling nervous well jedi
3: like, is
0: gone so i can say that bleed die. definitely <laughs> you can realize why it took
2: so long when you listen to it <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. yeah was i Sugar nervous sick, dude yeah just, i was
2: just for you nervous
3: I, I was definitely stressed like i had a little like stress breakout like stuff that happens like when yeah. i get stressed like mm-hmm. i started to feel it but like i kept it cool because i had like over a year on this material and i'm just like dude i just want to get this fucking over with like yeah. you know so that felt good and it's purged yeah. and now past, uh we're gonna dude. play we're gonna play like I think, four or five new songs on this upcoming tour. So that's when you were talking about getting stoked on like touring and Anthony, like what you brought back, like, I don't know how much you remember that like feeling of like, oh, shit, like the records not even out and we're going to go play the live stuff. And then there'll be like (laughs) one single, two singles out. And then we can play those songs and be like, that was all of
0: bloodletting for us. We were playing like half our set was cryptic material before it dropped.
3: Exactly. So that's what I'm stoked about is like going to play these songs, and I like the whole rest of the Lucy set was written before I joined, so I rewrote those parts to my own. But now it's like this is like nothing but me on these songs. So that's
0: sick, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, yeah. we're super proud of you, Professor, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm just watching this happen during us making this show, dude. It's always, it's always given me a smile when you got a new gig or you're going out on a new tour you know yeah. you're like I, I don't know i i since we've been doing this for so long i'm like oh dude anytime fucking the professor gets some shit i'm fucking front row and center dude let's go you know <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs>
3: I, I know I, I i there's a lot of people where i'm like psyching on them hearing it and anthony you're the one of the people i'm most excited to Get to listen to so. oh
0: dude i'm I, I i appreciate it and most definitely will listen with open ears you know i have a, a wide range of stuff that i listen to so you know i can really vibe on it especially side note again i know i'm taking it in, deep into the weeds but you guys <laughs> we just had cameron argon a few weeks ago too i don't maybe over a month ago i can't remember when he was on uh, we've been in touch since then and mm-hmm. um he l- gave me access to the new disfiguring the goddess record mm-hmm. and i rarely connect with albums this deeply lately in my life you know i mean i'm sure they're all out there and having the time to really listen to it being in the right um mood for it all those things have to be in place for you to make this kind of connection and i know what it feels like to connect with albums this deeply and i'm having one of those things with the new disfiguring the goddess record and i just want to say shout out once again cameron argon for writing something that if if in the right hands i think will be blowing up this year and next year dude it is the perfect blend of so many things that i love and and he does it in a way that like i've never heard anybody blend these things this well so i'm just saying look out for the new disfiguring the goddess because it is a wow factor for me and i've been a fan of disfiguring since the beginning and i know that once you listen to this record you're going to be like okay this is different than everything else that disfiguring has done but be open and just let it let it uh saturate let it marinate with you and i'm sure you're gonna have a fun experience because I can't stop fucking listening to it, dude. It doesn't even have a release date right now, but I just I'm infatuated with this album.
3: <laughs> That's
2: awesome, man. That yeah.
3: yeah. I shout out Cameron. I also wanna shout out Cameron. I can't wait to hear that. And I also want you, see and you to hear the new Lucy record. I just brought up Anthony because yeah. he's right there, but so are you guys. So you know yeah, I got the right ears because I'll I'll it's really be put sick. myself yeah.
0: If, if somebody, especially somebody like you, Professor, if you were to come to me and say, hey, listen to this front to back before and really let it sit and listen, and really just do nothing else but put yourself in that, I'm the guy, dude, because that's still how I love listening to music, one. And two, discovering new music is so hard for me now to make that connection that I'm talking about right now I want to find it. I still want to, it's making me hungry to find that connection again. I'm getting high off of music again. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just
3: end yeah. the podcast and I'll send you guys the demo. <laughs> so I can cut to the chase here.
1: Well, on that no, note, uh, I got to take a piss really bad. I got,
2: I got, I got something to share real fast. So take a piss and uh, okay. So, yeah, yep. so yeah, I just like to story. shout out to, uh, Sharon and Jared's wedding. where. uh, anthony joel and i got to reconnect you guys see this picture it- yeah of course yeah. dude
0: ah yeah we made- dude we had so much fun this weekend, dude. look yeah. at how much shorter i am compared to these guys <laughs> and joseph <laughs> if you were on my right or my left right now yeah you'd probably be t- are you and joel the same height
3: He's like an inch taller than me. I'm like 6'1". Yeah, dude. So I'm I'm still I'm the shortest, but dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, for sure. This
0: this was such an awesome weekend. Let's do a little recap real quick. So, um, this is down in near Santa Cruz in a town called Felton. It's a place called Roaring Camps, and uh, Roaring
2: Camps. That's what it is. Roaring...
0: Yeah, dude. Roaring and, Camps. And, and I train and shit, dude. So... Yeah, dude. So there's a train that. I, I steam engine i wish i paid attention more to the history of the, th- <laughs> the thing dude we thought we're gonna have to like take a test or, like some- <laughs> no james <laughs> made us think we were gonna have to take a test and he's like have you guys been paying attention because he said we were gonna take a test and i was like Wait, yeah. what the fuck but anyways dude so what you see behind us is yeah like a setup like an old west fucking you know railroad town right around a uh, So why were we there? This is for Shara and Jared's wedding. Yeah,
2: archaic. Jared Christensen
0: from Archaic, the vocalist of Archaic. He got married this last weekend to our friend Shara Dixon, now Shara Christensen. yeah and yeah, um, it, a little side note we've known
2: shara before we knew jared well, the whole furniture dome <laughs> place that we lived at and jammed like decrepit birth used to jam there odious used to jam there and all that yeah um shared actually lived there after us for even longer than yeah. we lived there yeah and, uh and so that and uh yeah i i, I drove by it like when i was visiting last weekend it was pretty funny we gave it
0: we get we all gave our respects dude yeah this is the thing there's three domes there's the thunderdome the furniture dome and the lumber dome the lumber dome is where we stayed that's the current dome
2: yeah Yeah, my girlfriend and i so
0: shara took over the second dome after (laughs) odious moved out (laughs) so anyways yeah that we that's long history with shara and yeah. jared going on tour with me ends up moving up to santa cruz hanging with the santa cruz crew he has, makes friends with joel all the shit meets sierra they get together and boom here we are today we're okay. having a rad wedding at roaring camps which is was a sick shit dude yeah we had so much fun it was the perfect wedding i got to see casey and joel got to meet lauren got to meet osa i so much cool shit, dude. Yeah, good times. And we yeah. missed you, Joseph. We talked about you yeah. a lot that night, dude. We were like, oh so dude, nice. the, the CDP is not complete. Yep. Yeah. You know, Mike
2: Gilbert.
0: What up? Gilbert in the hey, chat. Guys, what up, shout
2: dude? Shout out. We're back. We got uh all right, Nico's back, back. dude. I gotta but, uh,
1: say, yeah. Mike Gilbert, I don't know if you remember, but I was messaging you about I was having trouble with my Decimator Pro Rack G and you were telling me to get like some Y splitter or some, some other thing, but thanks for helping <laughs> me with that. Like 10 years ago. <laughs> <If> you,
0: <laughs> Gilbert's the guy. If you want to talk to yeah, it, dude. he'll, he'll oh, sit yeah. you right. I think so, we have the same amp. <laughs> I was just going to say, all right, one more time. Congratulations, Jared and Shira. We love you guys. All right. Now back to Nico. For we shoot. got a bunch of,
3: Pictures, so how do we want to get the art? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's okay, let's so... start the
0: art talk, dude. i this is something that I've been the, really the, the professor has into. control of the art, so we're
2: gonna okay, just a lot of cool stuff. So, but so first, eight
0: before eight, we... we get into any pictures, I want the origins of it, like what, yeah, what, yeah. When, so that's when, kind of why i put some in those in there. And all that, shit. yeah. So sure. that's why
1: I kind of put some of those in there. So, this whole thing is like a surprise to myself, man, because when I was growing up, my brother was actually the artist, and I ended up going down the music path. Anything I would draw would just be like stick figures, you know. So that was very demotivating on any kind of art. My art was like the music, right? And so the uh, in about I think 2014, I got a lizard, a blue tongue skink, actually, by the nice. name of George. And yeah. I followed this to t- there he is right there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: that fat
1: little fucking skunk. They're <laughs> not skunk skink. <laughs> That's
0: the fucking skink. species
1: yep so i got him and yeah i built this uh lizard cage that that's all out of styrofoam right there i followed this tutorial on youtube lizard landscapes and so (laughs) i i made this like little custom cage for him with styrofoam grout and some pet friendly like sealant and uh i didn't think anything of it like if it was art or anything so i made that thing and in about 2016 i was friends i made friends uh well he was always a a, a friend but we kind of got closer shout out to brent isaldi a uh, really good guitar player we started hanging out and he came over and he saw that and then he saw my uh i have like hr geiger posters everywhere and stuff it's and like dude you'd really like love my friend aaron and aaron lee shout out to him he did the uh evulse if you guys know evulse their album artwork hmm. um so he came in and he saw that. And I've never really had like artist friends. It's always been musicians, right? So he saw that. And I was like, Yeah, I guess it's the only thing like art related I've ever done. He's just like, Dude, like you should do more of this. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm, I just can't really draw, dude. And he's like, No, like you should pick up a physical medium because you can do this. And it's like a butterfly effect, dude. Like that one day with that one person just kind of like, it flipped a switch if that makes mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. and so, um, those two guys, Aaron and Brent, they were super vital for my path because they basically patted me on the back, encouraged me, helped teach me stuff about artwork, and uh, I started dabbling with painting little 3D uh, printed predators and aliens. And then I got like air dry clay and started stamping like xenomorph heads into it, making ashtrays. And, uh, it just kind of like took fucking took off from there. Oh yeah. That's, that's a little bit more down the line, but yeah, that's a, an alien piece I did. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, you're good.
0: (laughs) So I got a, I got a quick question for you, Nico. Yeah, go ahead.
2: What's up, bro. you got to show me your tattoos, dude.
0: Yeah, dude. I got Geiger all over my left arm, dude. Oh, Geiger. It's not Geiger. You want me to? Did I just he, say he, I said he, it wrong? American Geiger, wrong. Geiger. I did then, say Geiger wrong. Yeah, yeah. well, Anthony's was so. always, was like dude. I'm always Geiger, the one who. Geiger, come on. Because maybe I'm traumatized <laughs> by how many fucking arguments I, I have don't I don't know it, I fucking just. <laughs> I don't even know my brain, dude. And he's like, I don't even know like how to. <laughs> I produce. don't even know. I, I don't like those. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna get super naked right now. Oh, you are gonna get naked, dude? Yeah, I'm gonna get naked right now. Because you got to see the top of it. Yeah, because
2: it is the top of it is oh, from look at them, dude. Dude, they were gonna get banned from
1: <laughs> community guidelines. Oh no my beauty.
2: god, uh, shoulder. Wait, let me turn nice, this screen, Anthony, here. Yeah, oh, shit Hell yeah, dude. Eager, that's yeah. all. Uh,
1: got the titties so, right, right
0: there. So, I basically all the characters, <laughs> all the characters from uh. This is, let me bring it. It's she, it's she and him are from uh, Giger paintings. But this guy right here is actually the head is taken is freehand, nice. And then the body is taken from another painting. Then let's see what else is. Uh, <laughs> back here. Wait. Nope. I can't, I gotta show her this way. <laughs> Cali Death
1: Onlyfans. <laughs> so,
0: that's her, that's her booty right there. She creeps Oh, nice, yeah, 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 I recognize that. She comes that. around here. Um, this vagina is from a Giger painting. Oh, yeah. This dude, that dude right there.
1: Oh, yeah, yep. Damn, dude, I didn't know you had all this. That's fucking sick.
0: Um, that guy right there. And
2: Just then... leave this yeah, on dude. the whole time. This comment, <laughs> right there. Yep. So it should just be.
0: He's from. Alright,
1: showing our tattoos.
0: <laughs> yep. That's from a gigger.
1: Yep. Nice. Um,
0: yeah, the that's from a gigger.
4: Yep. From there, a gigger. It's it's
0: all. <laughs> Check out that nipple.
4: Oh fuck. <laughs>
0: But yeah, no, no, that's all. So I basically was like, "Here's a bunch of my, because I own uh, the Necronomicon and Necronomicon nice. Two. I have, I Fuck actually yeah, have dude. Necronomicon uh, right. One is signed by him.
4: What?
0: Yeah, dude. That's I, a lot, of bro. Money. I fucking, I know what's up, dude. Okay, yeah, so dude. I and yeah. and I even I I made sure everything was legit about it. I I didn't Fuck get yeah, it from dude. him. But I I made sure that I made sure that um, his signature was all, and he even did a little doodle that's of a character sick. above his his autograph and shit. Damn, so, dude! Uh, that that's a cherished book in my collection, yeah. dude. But um, I always would flip through those books. I even had the same. Oh, over my head was a gigantic like three by five fucking gigger piece dude yeah i have a poster
1: know? like right where behind my guitars right here yeah he I was
0: mean, had, like the, he was the first biomech like evil yeah he created biomech dude. Guy that like, i got in, got into yeah. you know and i Absolutely fucking loved it. it for so long dude i still cherish all his books i'll never get rid of them because Fuck his yeah. art his red stage is so sick dude yeah dude and even some yeah. of the
1: green stuff he did was very fucking interesting
0: yeah so yeah. I, I know what's up with art dude and and i was an oh, yeah. artist myself and Still i too... yeah
1: dude <laughs> Yep, yeah this is on there's the alien queen right there so but predator <laughs>
0: were you blew my mind tonight dude i was literally waiting for you to be like yeah dude i used to doodle when i was six but no it was <laughs> yeah. a fucking lizard
1: yeah it was a lizard cage that yeah it sparked <laughs> it all you know but yeah Look, but you that, this is all so standing, rat, dude. by the way that's all john zig no shit dude. right there i got the face hugger like that yes. I got the xenomorphs hand right here like the hand yeah, he
0: did over.
2: a good job that's fucking yeah that, dude that, and then i have so a, a guitar not, that whole guitar arm is zig. Right Sick.
1: yeah have, all my tattoos are zig so wow. yeah there's that and that that then ones. uh where is it there's a like dead face hugger
4: sick
0: yep I'm going to die with a Zig tattoo on my body. That's what I I, I told myself. Zig is the man. Shout out John Zig. When I die, my corpse will have a Zig tattoo on it. That's my goal.
4: Hell yeah, man. You know what
0: I'm saying? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Even if it's a bungle tattoo. Even if I get Zig to do a bungle tattoo on me, dude, it's still going to be a Zig, right?
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude.
0: I, I actually would love to put Zig in a position where he is totally doing something opposite of everything that everybody thinks he's doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to put him in a position where he's uncomfortable and then tattoo me. Mm-hmm. I really, actually, truly, now it's going to be on my right butt cheek. And it's already dead. <laughs> I'm-
1: and he's gonna be like, "Get the hell out of my show. <laughs> nah, dude. He's
0: gonna have to shave <laughs> it and everything, dude. He's gonna
1: have to... <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> no, nah, but for real.
0: Aside from the butt thing, that was a that was a joke. But the serious thing is, I would love to put Zig in a position where he isn't. He's tatting something that he doesn't normally do, and then have that on me. Yeah, you know.
4: All right, fuck it. All right. <laughs> I right. don't no,
0: uh,
3: entertain this conversation anymore. I can see it. I'm, I'm, I'm further into the weeds cool. than you guys. <laughs> no, nah, so it's relevant. I, it's relevant. <laughs> I just have I I'm looking at all this stuff to show. I'm waiting for which which will yeah, get yeah. yeah. So discussed first,
1: yeah. So uh, the reason I again I shared that like lizard cage thing is because that's what uh like I said, Aaron, my friend, um, he saw that and saw potential, I guess, in me and, and kind of like awaken that. And so I'm forever in debt to him and Brent for for getting me on this path. And so, yeah, I just went crazy from there. I mean, uh, when you had Obi on, he was talking about it when I I moved down to Ventura, uh, Santa Barbara area. And I was working with him and I was in the dumpsters there grabbing conduit and boards and fucking tubing and hot gluing it all together. Like that's that's right when I was diving headfirst into artwork was down there in SoCal with uh, Obi. And so that it just became an addiction, man. It, like it's, it's insane. Like I never thought I was capable of doing something like this and it's all very much curtailed to the stuff I'm into. I been mean, I've been into horror movies and Giger and shit like appreciated art before that, but it's just been like, nah, I'm never going to be able to do that, you know? So it just opened a whole new, whole new fucking door, man. And like, you know, and there's a lot of pieces that happen. So, So one of them was that you can pull up that that alien sculpture now that that Stan Winston that shared. So that one was a big deal for me because that was like my first caricature, like like an alien that I sculpted. And I entered a uh, creature painting contest. And so basically I didn't win or anything, but they feature some of the contestants on their on their website. And if you guys aren't familiar with who Stan Winston school is and the and the whole thing with that, they were the special effects crew. That literally engineered the shit for like aliens, predator, terminator, like all those big fucking movies. That is so so
2: incredible.
1: Dude, when they share this shit, I fucking about fainted. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there's like thousands of entries. Like, wow. You guys fucking (laughs) shared my shit. So that was like a a huge moment, man. And um, so, yeah, this was a, yeah.
2: So you did this right here? Mm hmm. Uh, So basically, any audio listeners need to go to the YouTube and check this out. Uh, insanely fucking rad. Two hours into the episode, pretty much on the dot. So check yeah. it out and check out this. Uh, we're actually going to go through a lot of his art that he's done. But uh, describe how you did this. What's going on? Because we have a lot of audio listeners who don't. Yeah, watch the true. YouTube, so we want people to see your visual, like, especially on this kind of episode. So explain. This is fucking incredible, man.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. What are so we looking it, at? Exactly. <laughs> so you're looking at, you're looking at a clay sculpture that I made. So it's all three. Uh, everything I usually do is, is physical art. So I do sculpture. Some would call it like special effects. Right. So this mm-hmm. is actually made out of clay. It's a xenomorph kind of coming out of like a mandible, like little egg sac, you know, thing uh, on a, on a, in a frame. So it's like, it's a physical sculpture. Um, and, uh, yeah, so basically all just starts with clay. Polymer clay is what I use. And, uh, you know, you can bake it and then work on it, which is an essential part of creating something like this because mm-hmm. you can work in layers, which is amazing.
0: What do you um, use so, to scrape layers off?
1: So uh, I forget the name of the tool, but it's like a wire tool. So if you, it's kind of like uh, wood carving where you need to, like, carve out, right? Is that what you're talking about? Like yeah, yeah. So you're up? saying
0: you bake a certain... Uh, you know, uh, amount of clay, and then you scrape off and and no, 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 no. no. So, way? so
1: wait. So polymer clay is uh, it's a clay that's it's it's a bakeable clay. So you basically sculpt out what you want, and then and you then bake, bake, bake it. it. Yeah, you bake it to um, solidify it. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll like roll roll up the little veins, or I'll like you know sculpt the mandibles, those little claws around it ahead of time. Wow. Yeah. So. It's like it's a pretty in depth. This this guy right here took me about I don't know a month and a half, almost
2: two months. Do you maybe. use like like tubes or something for like those? those yeah,
1: labels. so the the conduit out there is uh, mm-hmm. that's just like yeah, that's like conduit plastic tubing you can get from Home Depot. Right. So I'm kind of I mean, like I'm but... I'm mixing mediums in a way. If that how, makes sense. How do you? No, that's
2: sick, Use like spray kind of paints and stuff, or like how what's do you, that? Do you like use like spray paint things on it and stuff? Um, Air so it's
1: a, yeah it's a it's mostly all acrylics and it's a mixture okay. of uh washes which is really watered down paint uh brush mm-hmm. and airbrush i airbrushed airbrush of airbrush airbrush yeah. that's the word I was yeah thinking. that's yeah, the yeah. one yeah. yeah 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 dude so this yeah this right here yeah, was a big dude. big deal for me you know so that was a really big fucking man crazy
0: <laughs> so did do we have a picture of the first piece that you were willing to show other people
1: um, a first piece I was willing to show other people. Uh, let me think. I mean, I have this right here. Actually, I can pull this
0: because I remember it's getting good. on. I was on board with uh, like when I first started seeing your shit. It was light uh, switch covers and yeah, cell phone covers, cell
1: phone cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have a whole bunch of stuff, man. I wasn't about to just send you guys everything, you know. <laughs> no, some for stress, sure, dude. But, uh, for sure, this. This right here is actually where it all started. So this is actually my first little clay ashtray where I took a Xenomorph head and a face hugger toy, and I just kind of like stamped it in clay. I wasn't really even sculpting at the time. This yeah. is just I've held on to this. This is just my first wow. instance of doing anything like that, you know. So that's cool,
0: dude. Save that, dude, because you'll be able to sell sell that when uh, you realize <laughs> you're starving artist. For like you're... ten dollars retirement <laughs> dude <laughs>
1: yeah dude i mean fuck man so um let's see here so yeah then i gotta tell you guys about the whole cannibal corpse thing I'm. Sure. yeah dude i yeah, wanted yeah, to get into that too that. so
0: i want to know what what built up to it how uh you came in contact with them mm-hmm. and all that shit so
1: basically um it was a uh, butter. Yeah, there we go. So
4: <laughs> I'll get, I'll get to that.
1: But, um, we'll back to that. yeah, yeah. So basically it's, I like to call it just, you know, the butterfly effect. I fucking one mouse click. I added Rob Barrett on Facebook, just straight. up yeah. I added Rob Barrett, not expecting anything. I was like, all right, it's Campbell Corp's guitars. You know, I'm yeah. not going to be hurt if he doesn't accept it. You know, he's like 10,000 right. people trying to add him. So he accepts my friend requests. And then this is right aw- around when, um, I started doing my first skin faces, like my own version of them. And so he started liking all these pictures of my art, like just right off the bat. And I was like, what? Like you're giving, <laughs> you're like looking at me, you're like paying
0: attention to me. What? <laughs>
1: like, oh, holy shit, dude. So I basically fucking, thanks, Ian. Um, I basically messaged him and i said hey dude i noticed you know you were liking a bunch of my artwork like that means the world to me like you're a fucking god like um can i send you a light switch plate or something like just to pay respects you know to one of the fucking guitar gods like cannibal Corpse, you know right right and and he was like oh yeah dude that would be sweet it's like let me see if it if it fits in the jam room and i'm like the cannibal
0: jam room (laughs) what
1: what (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude i'm like uh okay and yeah. so he fucking he goes to the jam room and sends me a picture of their their light switch plate and wow. it's the two gang one he's like oh and i only had the one gang one and it was like oh yeah it doesn't fit so let me know if you have some more in stock in this and i'm like do you guys want a custom cannibal corpse light switch maybe
4: yeah. and He's like
1: you're willing to do that for us? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. Are you kidding me, dude?
0: Of course, dude.
1: And so now you can pull up that picture. So I made them this uh, this light so switch fair. plate. And the picture on the right, that's actually in the space in Florida. That's in the Cannibal Jam room right there. I um, love that
0: the light switch, and they just had to go over it. And they said, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> it's all like, oh, get over there, the dude. Other one yeah. the right.
4: Yep. <laughs> so I'm I like, actually.
2: Yeah, uh... It's like, get down. It's <laughs> It was like, Fuck you know, yeah, older top, you know, whatever songs. Just...
0: That's fucking crazy, bro.
1: So I actually, if you look at the bottom left one, I tr- I cool. really wanted to base this off of like an album, especially an album like Rob was on, right? So I went for the vile eye, and if you could see the metal bars mm-hmm. prying open the eye right there, and then mm-hmm. the maggots, yeah. So I kind of wanted yeah. to do like my own little interpretation of uh, some mm-hmm. kind of vile shit, and then the CC right there, right? So, oh, um.
0: Fucking brilliant dude. It's thanks, it's, man. Yeah. I was gonna say that if there were to be any switch on on or a cover on a, a switch that was in a cannibal rehearsal studio, that would be it, dude. Fuck yeah,
4: thanks,
0: man. <laughs> no, like I'm just like I'm getting so many horror movie vibes right now.
3: Yep. I'm getting <laughs> Hellraiser up in there. Getting, yeah, oh yeah. You know? Yeah, so then, so, is this what is this coming next right here? So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So so we're,
0: real quick, we we were talking yeah. about clay. Is that still the clay that you were working with, or is it? Yeah. Something, so that a different that material? right there is
1: a that's a one of a kind. So like I'm not doing any uh, molds on that. So I can I basically sculpted the clay onto the uh, light switch plate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. So basically, so the eye is basically it's like a, a plastic, it's like a doll eye basically, and I touch it up with red paint as well wow. to like give it that effect um so basically Brilliant. the story behind it is that rob brought that in because this whole thing is happening because of rob so rob brought that into the jam space and then paul mazurkowitz actually saw it and said hey that's really cool we should commission him for some stuff for our fucking tour and so rob told me that and then that just dude my jaw dropped i yeah. was like no fucking way dude you gotta be kidding me like am i even capable of this is am i even worthy of this like yeah so so basically um you bring up the, so bring at that up point the, you're falling
0: asleep thinking yeah, about it waking up thinking about it you're right. like, so oh, I, I get
1: on i get on the i talked i hit up paul my, uh personally and i'm like hey dude so glad you like the light switch plate and i said do you want to talk about some ideas for commissions And so I actually ended up getting on the phone with Paul, which was a fucking trip. Just hearing his voice and just having a conversation with that dude. Like, you know, I've watched so many documentaries and shit, like where you just feel like, you know, the personality of someone just watching so much of them. And it was like, it was fucking crazy, dude. And so basically the idea I had was because Rob really liked my skin faces. And so I said, hey, what if I did a fucking skin face that had the Cannibal Corpse logo on it? And you guys could fucking sell that. And it would have maggots like kind of around the theme of it. And so he's like, yeah, okay, send me a spreadsheet, like some prices and, you know, a, a sample and we'll go. And I sent them a, a sample, some price sheets. And he's like, yeah, let's uh, let's give it a shot. Let's go with the 10. And I remember very specifically, dude, I was at work and I fucking was outside on the phone when Paul told me like it was a go. And I went inside and I was like, dude, nothing's going to ruin my day today. I can't. Yeah, fuck no, dude. dude like (laughs) like that was crazy man and then so the big thing is like rob fucking messaged me and was talking about like yeah i'd be down to put him on the amps and i'm like again another like jaw dropper like dude you gotta be kidding me like you guys have in your whole fucking 30 years of playing live you've never had one prop on stage not fucking one it's just been the amps and you guys and you're gonna put my artwork on the fucking amps dude like i'm forever in debt yeah right there fucking the bottom one forever in debt to you guys like that is incredible i can't even <laughs> fucking believe that shit you know totally, there you go.
3: meanwhile like that far into their career iron maiden are like yeah and then the airplane will fly over or whatever, <laughs> know, like- <laughs> for real dude <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> again is that the same clay that you're working with on those so
1: this is actually this is uh latex so i was gonna say they
0: they're like they're rubbery kind of move yeah they're through. flexible yep. yeah so
1: um shout out to tim gore He's actually so somebody could
0: guy. wear this as a halloween costume
1: yeah i would have to sculpt it a little differently because these are meant for display they're not really meant to be worn if that makes yeah. sense um but a big shout out to Tim Gore. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this guy, but he's a special effects artist and he worked on Blade One and Two, Jurassic Park Two, fucking all these big movies. I like and all uh, I those had the movies. Dude, I had the privilege of, of meeting this guy and actually friending him. And he showed me his, his method for painting latex because I was having a fucking really hard time figuring it out. And he showed me like the movie making method for uh, painting latex and so mm. yeah big shout out to tim gore man it, it would not be possible without him um
0: oh,
4: shit.
1: so that was a big part of it dude and uh you could bring up that that picture again because when i went to cannibal the cannibal show last time the uh it was in tucson and i was making my skin face guitar straps it was kind of the first little iteration of that and um it's this i think it's the second guitar the cannibal corpse one with the stage and rob barrett and yeah there you go and so i went and met up with them and i had these i had the straps as gifts for them and i was like hey you know i met up with them on the bus and had them sign my my personal face i always keep one and so i gave rob and eric a guitar strap and i didn't expect anything of it and they're like yeah we're gonna have our fucking guitar tech you know just put the strap locks on and we'll, we'll wear them on stage and i'm like what like you guys are gonna wear these things? Like I just gifted to them. I didn't expect that. Holy shit! And so yeah, I mean the one on the right. That's recently. That's in uh, Paris, France. They're on their European tour right now. Nice and, shit. Um, I so can't fucking even rad, fucking dude. believe it, dude. I am like forever just grateful and humbled by these dudes for doing what they did for me, man. Like unfucking believable, man.
0: Dude, I I I as an artist. I I can feel you right now and I know exactly what you're feeling. You're it's probably still surreal to you to be with I still can't
1: accept it. I'm like, why me, dude? Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, for sure. But well, we know why it's you because your your art was it it caught the attention of somebody that you naturally just were connecting on social media and you so happen to be a fan of theirs. But you caught somebody who actually pays attention to the people they accept into their social media. You, mm-hmm. you could, you know, I, I'm even of, uh, guilty of it too, where you you just keep adding people and don't pay attention to them, you know? Right, right. And, but that that is just uh, a situation where you maybe your art forced its way into his attention, and boom, now you're here, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe because it's just—I don't know, man. I mean, like, it, I would,
0: he wouldn't yeah. have—he wouldn't have commissioned your art if you didn't. If not, all those guys enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, why would they? Why would they put their money into you if it wasn't gonna, you know? And yeah, and dude, actually, those were uh, available to, you know, the, the lucky people who were there attending their the, shows in the beginning of the tour right Mm -hmm. because i'm sure those sold pretty quick right
1: yeah yeah they always sell out of them and uh i think they started limiting limiting them to like one a show to just keep it fair for everybody too right so that that's Um, actually
0: totally makes sense and actually that's that's cool that they made it fair across the board like there's one person in each city that has a possibility of getting to it yeah
1: I mean, shit, dude. Here, I'll grab uh, a... Really, right yeah, let's see there. it
0: up close, dude. You got one in person. Yep,
1: there's that one. And then... Ah, oh, so... There it is right there. <laughs> wow, dude. Yep, and it's... You know... It's <laughs> <Really floppy. laughs> yeah, dude. And then, yeah, I got all their signatures on the back right there. Sick, yeah. Dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... fuck. Have you
3: are you gonna make are you gonna do special effects for a movie or something
1: <laughs> shit dude i don't know maybe <laughs>
4: that-
0: i mean dude seeing the what i know what joseph's asking because that was a question that i had earlier i was watching or looking at the first alien fucking thing that you had going Jeez. and i'm like this is looks no different than any other like yeah. special effects it's like a show yeah. thank you guys I on a that.
2: movie you want to show like face off or something or whatever. Those- <laughs> yeah. Literally face off. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Like,
3: It's perfect. Yeah. It's like, do you know that show? Uh, is it cake? It's like they bring oh, a bunch of, yeah. I do know that dude. <laughs> you, yeah, should, uh, you-, you should, uh, you should, you should go on that. Learn like cake, how to do cake and then do like biomech <laughs> cakes and know- stuff. Yeah.
2: Do you guys know the yeah, show face off where-, where they like do the
3: crazy heard of makeup?
2: It. No, they do like horror makeup and all this stuff and they have to like do contests and like they got to like get down with the makeup all crazy and do some like whatever and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like special effects makeup essentially. No, I didn't think about it's like horror, but but there's, there are some,
0: you're making me think about, uh, Jim Carrey. He literally (laughs) had to take, uh, uh, or he talked to somebody about like preparing for torture to get ready for that, uh, how how the grinch stole christmas because it was like an eight hour makeup process to get into that so it was no different than like training to be put through like torture situations dude
1: yep same with like terminator (laughs) with arnold when they put all the the stuff on him as well like some of the mechanical side face stuff
4: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. dude it's nuts man and then um so as far Nico, as- real quick, before
0: you go, we got a couple of questions from the chat. Um, okay. some people want to know how much they sell for at cannibal shows and also are they obvi- I don't think they're 3d printed cause they're each made no. handmade, right?
4: Yeah,
1: no, no, no. Yeah. They're all, they're all handmade. They're casted in, in latex. I make everything. Everything is 100% handmade here in my studio. So I make all the molds, the original sculpts. I make all the latex. I do all the hard work. And it's like,
4: wow.
1: it's crazy. I, I put those behind the scenes videos and time lapses sometimes just to kind of show like, you know, I'm not just printing this out or getting some shit in China made. Like I'm, I'm really like, it's all hundred percent handmade. So uh, I think they are selling them. Last I saw in the last store was like 180 or something. Yeah. Uh, but no one is the same because every single one is hand painted. So it's like, yeah, yeah. There's no factory essence in any of this. You dude know.
0: that that price i Probably. that might sound crazy but for a one of a kind handmade mm-hmm. uh limited one numbered, yeah. numbered thing okay. with dude that's totally worth it for somebody who's down with art like
2: yeah. that you know sorry especially if you put that much work into it and it's oh, like, oh. dude the
1: the amount of hours and stress yeah. and fucking like it gets yeah. crazy sometimes dude the, i i swear to god i'm a chemist at this point for the amount of knowledge you have to have about materials things not adhering um you have to really take that seriously and
0: and that's on top of what you're selling i mean we don't have to get into the logistics of everything but i'm just saying that's on top of what you're selling it to cannibal too so yeah oh yeah at the same time uh, but at the same time it's cannibal corpse guys so if you're going to commission nico don't try and come (laughs) with with the cannibal corpse price (laughs) because sorry you're just not going to get it (laughs) <laughs> but if you're going to be serious, Nika, I'm sure, we'll, we'll still work with you. Yeah, you no, know?
1: absolutely, dude. And my big thing lately has been, you can pull up that one of the uh, guitar straps. Um, I've been fortunate enough to have like a, a fan base that like, all, every single strap I'm putting out is selling out. And that is the most fucking humbling thing ever that people want some of my stuff this bad. Like, I can't even fucking believe it. I've so gotten, do you do it? I'
0: you've gotten two you've done two drops of those so far, right?
1: So I've done the original skin face ones. there's four of them. Then I did twenty of them, the ones that I gave to Cannibal Corpse. Then mm-hmm. I did the biomech gore one, which is the one on the right here. and then I did the standard um, biomech one, which is actually I like, finally made one for myself. It's right nice. behind me. Um, so yeah, this has been like my uh, almost part time gig and i'm I'm thinking about going full time soon uh that's to do this sick, as dude. my career so uh, I mean thank you. yeah yeah uh, that's another xenomorph i sculpted um
3: okay yeah. i just wanted to see what this was i couldn't really yeah, tell yeah. Wow.
4: Crazy,
1: <laughs> So this was actually at John Ziggs he works at a yeah. a, a tattoo Jesus. studio called Aura IV and they were having an art show wow. and he actually recommended that i i do a piece there so i went and got tattooed and submitted this piece to the art show among john zig's art as well which was an incredible honor
3: mm-hmm. so that was a piece for that sick dude and then we might as well just hit this right now too. yeah yeah
1: so so that was another one that was like a whole experimentation with uh just going i wanted to kind of merge my art with the music world which you know i landed on guitar straps for now but i really wanted to experiment with the guitar as well um so that's the original on the left i actually gave it a whole new paint job I sculpted that top part on clay and epoxy it on, and then I did a 2k clear coat over the whole thing, repainted it. Um, it's right here actually. If I show you. Uh, yeah. So it's like, that was an all white guitar, you know, and I had to refinish it and then, you know, that's wow. the guy right there.
2: So for the uh, audio listeners, what are we looking at here? What's,
1: so this okay. is a, a Jackson soloist with a custom, uh, kind of clay, Sculpture of a bio-mech, uh kind of guitar that I laid on top of here. So Fuck yeah, dude. Then I got the, I put that under the clear coat, put the Deeds logo under the clear coat, nice. And my logo Sounds and I signed sick, it. So thanks, man. <laughs> That's
2: insane.
0: That was rad, dude. How much more weight did you feel in that thing after you did that? It's
1: not, it's not bad actually. It's uh, the clay's fairly light as long as you don't uh, bulk it up. So mm. another trick is. You put foil in it to uh bulk the clay out without just stacking clay on top of clay so
3: Mm -hmm. yeah um does that guitar make you want to write like in a particular way or (laughs) play it any different
1: it's kind of like i'd say like my my art is almost an embodiment of my mind with how i think of riffs it's like part alien part gore and I don't know, dude. No, yeah, it was already
0: like that
3: before you claymation. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'd love to uh, <laughs> take that one to my where I teach at the church. Just bust that shit out. <laughs> yeah. For <dude>. the lesson. <laughs> Could you give that a
2: guitar center? <laughs> yeah.
1: Wow, it's got a very nice design on there, you know? <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so sick, dude. All your shit's so sick, man. Yeah, like, dude. No, that this means is lot like... to me.
4: This is Thank so cool because,
0: like I was telling you, Nico, I w- I've wanted to get more like art, to artists on the show, and and this is this is the perfect uh, episode to introduce that realm of Cali Death, you know, yeah. getting. Even though, and, and that's that's why I'm saying it's like a bridge way to us to just get into the more artistic aspects of. I want to talk to guys who just do death metal covers. They've yeah, never absolutely. Pla- I've dude. never, I've never, they've never played music in their life. They just are sick artists that do all these art works mm-hmm. for bands like us, you know. And I'd I'd love to get into their shit too. But we're you're get, you're a nice get. bridge because you have. The brutal. You have the music, and you have the actual art.
1: Right, know? right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, right, real quick. Casey, awesome. What were you going to
2: say, Casey? Who were we going to get on? We're going to get Samuel Nelson shout out on um, soon Boom. He, he's in Denver, but I talked to him today, and yeah, uh, oh, he's really? doing the new. He's doing the new Odious Mortem cover for the new album. Oh, fuck you know? yeah. So, it's yeah! It's all nice. like, just have to like get it mixed and everything, but it's like our newest album. It's not announced yet what label or name the album is but uh anthony just needs to record them vocals and Joel, <laughs> the bass sound, done. and then we got the, we got the art is done though and then you know basically okay so. yeah he came out to
3: uh the ominous ruin show in denver oh nice oh really yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't think i met him but shout he out samuel cool. nelson yeah yeah shout so we're, out. Like,
2: we're, we're finishing the final you know touches on the art and stuff so he's cool
1: awesome man
0: and it is dude. really rad. It, it encompasses oh, yeah. what we've there. envisioned there. for this yeah, album. So,
2: boom. It's badass. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no,
1: I'll yeah. I'll, uh, I'll spread the word to... Because, dude, fucking think about how many legendary covers fucking Zig has done. For oh, yeah. For legendary bands yeah. and legend... Oh, my God, dude. He
2: did our first album. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: dude. Fucking yeah, devouring. So yeah. many. Severed Savior. Fucking Discourse. Yeah. Pymia, covered, like, dude, the yeah, list goes dude. on, man.
0: On and Ooh, on and on. So yeah. No, he was he was like the resident art guy for Unique Leader for a little bit, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: he did our uh, he did our fucking full length "Incessant Hallucinations." That's John Zigar.
3: Oh, cool. Who yeah, did the there. logo?
1: So the logo was actually drawn. It was a collaboration between me and Matt. So we both actually kind of like he would draw a section, I would draw a section, and then we kind of just put it together. And so mm. the logo was both of us. So that was kind that's of a actually fun that's
0: kind of cool, dude. I've never really yeah. heard of a. Collaboration on a logo.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, dude. That's cool. Though. Did you guys?
0: Uh, I'll I'll take uh Inquisitus. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'll take uh, in- Inquisitus. Iniquity. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take iniquitous and you take deeds, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> there was there was a guy at uh I think it was LVDF five or can't remember what show it was, but he's like, I don't know how to pronounce this name, so I'm just going to say, Indeeds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: Indeeds, dude. Indeeds. It's Indeeds, right. dude. Yep. Multiple Indeeds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, dude. That's I, So, now, what are your... Well, obviously, you talked about what's going on with the band, but art, like, do you have different mediums that you are dabbling in now other than sculpture and all that kind of stuff? Is it, is art taking you in a different direction right now?
1: Well, so basically the whole thing that's happening right now with, I've never, I've never sold out of my artwork in minutes and that's, what's happening with these guitar straps. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've kind of dove into this really hardcore is because um, it's just it's kind of an opportunity presenting itself. And, and in my right. mind, it, it's merging the music world with the physical art world, which you don't see too much in death metal. You, it's always 2D paintings or digital drawings. So mm. this is kind of bringing a new flavor to the whole thing where there's more special effects, more, like I said, like I want to do something like this eventually, but guitars are a lot more of a logistic nightmare than uh, guitar straps are because that is like... I'm sorry, dude, I I don't feel comfortable taking a power sander to your your nice guitar yet to fucking get this thing on there, you know? No, that's all good. So uh, starting
0: with the straps is a perfect thing because if those start running, I mean, they've already started sounding like they're popular if they're selling out in minutes. So if you keep churning those out, those will become a thing to where now they're going to come back to Nico Kala's art and and see your guitar and be like wait i could i can match my guitar with my strap <laughs> yeah, you know dude, hell yeah Fuck and yeah. and and then you know in 10 years we're going to see everybody's everybody wearing nico's shit on stage maybe <laughs> Fuck yeah. fucking head banging the whole time you know
1: dude i mean did, just seeing that like rob i got to give another shout out to rob barrett man because he's like a true fan he shares almost every single post on my facebook page Um, He's out in Europe, like rocking that strap that I gave him every night, you know, like it's, he, that band just has done so much for me as far as new fans and publicity and shouting Which me is out
0: even just, more uh, good publicity because your straps uh holding up that whole fucking camera
4: i know work, that. i was just know? talking to
1: my friend about that yep <laughs> it's like all right the glue's not coming off all right thank fucking god man this shit's scary i take this very seriously like i stress test yeah. everything like it's functional art is a whole nother beast then like here's a fucking painting you just hang on your wall and it won't get touched by anything you know, like a phone case or a fucking guitar strap is going to be thrown around and stretched. Yeah. And so once I, on discovered, yeah, and yeah. sure. once I discovered latex, that was like the ultimate like, oh, finally, because clay can crack and all that. It's very limited. Um, mm-hmm. So latex, there's a reason they use latex and silicone in the special effects industry is because they can just use it on movie sets and throw it at shit and step on it and bend yeah. it. And it won't damage it because it's just such a good material. Mm-hmm. so um yeah i think once once i get everything like there's still so much experimentation bro i could do a whole nother like podcast about all the details but
0: yeah um, no i'm excited once I get everything time,
4: yeah
1: once i get everything more perfected i'm gonna start like i've had a couple people i haven't been open for commissions in like fucking three years just because mm-hmm. like i mean i got the band i fucking work full time i fucking do this like it's I live a double life almost like I'm right. so dedicated to this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like um, the fact that I might be on the horizon of doing this full time is a f- fucking dream come true. And I just, yeah, if you were dude. to tell me this shit 10 years ago, I would have laughed in your face. And, you know, and so dude, it's like I say go <laughs> for
0: it, dude. I say go for it. Take the Thanks, chance, man. dude. You're yeah. 29. We talked about how young you are still right now. You need to take this chance, dude. You've already you've, you haven't even made, met three decades yet, and you're already <laughs> you you know you're you're progressing in a direction that you can really do some great things, dude. And we'll be b- right behind you through this whole I appreciate thing.
1: Appreciate that. Fuck yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I fully see it and I fully back it, dude.
1: And it's like one thing I have to mention is that I had. I got to thank like the entire like community of the metal scene because most of the people who are friends with me or knew of me or whatever social media crap is because of uh, Iniquitous and death metal and stuff and obviously horror art in general and stuff you know album covers is married to death metal so yeah. I had I had a very like awesome opportunity uh, getting into this later when I had a crowd that could actually appreciate it that I was already kind of established with so I'm very grateful for that.
4: Yeah,
0: would not I totally be here do. without that, you know. Yeah, dude, and and so cool. I was just gonna say, like, I know with like the movies now, it's CGI is all crazy and shit, but <laughs> there's still people like me who appreciate you oh, know claymation I, I love claymation yeah. and shit like that dude. any
2: propping dude i'm all about that shit dude but like, you can't see oh, really the, hell uh, yeah dude all the old cronenberg shit and oh, yeah damn. so yeah do you dude. like uh
1: do you like the thing casey oh, fuck yeah
2: i like the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah that shit was
1: fucking legendary bro like way ahead of its time dude.
2: That totally shit, i'm like obsessed with that early shit and like you know Fuck back yeah. then, of course like alien the first alien and yeah. all that mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like but like that like filming with back then with the like with the prop making and stuff and all the work that went into it is That's a complete brutal. art in the music and every dude it's so it's a whole it's the sickest thing dude i don't know no. have you seen the behind Terminator the scenes
1: 2. on the original alien and how Giger yes. was there like every step oh yeah of the, the rest, I, I have like, all that Yeah. Oh, dude. I've watched that video like fucking ten million times, man.
2: I love it. (laughs) It's insane. That that that's like something that I like nerd out on, but I like know nothing about or have no. I don't do art. Like I, I can't really do physical art that well. I can. I've done painting and I've like tried stuff in you know, high school. When you uh,
0: dig into something like claymation, Mm -hmm. you you understand like the task at hand for these people, they have to do it in a a regulated, humidified room at the same temperature every single day, because God forbid they end the day in the middle of a scene and they have to pick up the next day in the middle of that scene at the same frame that they (laughs) did when they went home, you know? Yeah, that's so crazy. if gravity or anything gets in your way, you're fucked, dude. Yep. Yep. So it has to be this like perfected, like clay that is, it's, it's, it's mixed enough to where it's not going to lose its moisture overnight, but at the same time, it's not going to be too moist to where it loses its, um, uh, structure and all this kind of yep. shit. It, it, it's, it's, it's a lot dude. And I, Like that one, the new Pinocchio, that, that, the, I forget who does it. Is it Guillermo, whoever did it? Um, Yeah, Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that version, dude, because just the trailer alone shows somebody like, you know, molding Pinocchio through one little tiny little scene or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that just gets my blood flowing because it's art that really is being perfected
3: frame by frame. It's insane, man. Do you yeah. uh are you into Star Trek at all, Nico? Uh
1: not particularly, no, but I'm I okay. not afraid from diving in. My friend is very much into it, so he's he's actually currently trying to get me into it. I knew some of the uh what's the the next generations one with Picard, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I've then, watched
1: some of that, yeah.
3: And then Deep Space Nine is the best series that came after TNG. And that is the sickest one, but Next generation is like more classic in a way, and it's it's like okay, a lot of people say it's the best, and uh, I would just say, dude, for for special effects, that's what I think of because I've you know I'm a big Trekkie. Oh, nice, so dude! I've gotten a lot <laughs> of just fucking zoning in on like how the fuck did they design this set or like <laughs> this. So yeah, I would say just if you got an eye to that stuff, that's i don't think yeah, a lot of that is CGI, and even the cgi on that stuff is kind of cool because it's like old school 90s like hell yeah, yeah so yeah i can I but can i was gonna some cheese i like some cheese i was gonna <laughs> yeah. hell yeah i was gonna say uh yeah, yeah. the
2: CGI that, terminator 2 the, that was like the first oh dude that was was fucking, it really I yeah, I these mean, oh, oh yeah with the real, like silver like, blob guy yeah i mean that was like i don't know it was like the first first but it was like you know like that the was Stan Winston, dude.
1: Stan Winston Studios. They fucking revolutionized special effects, man.
3: Dude, that shit was shout out voyager is good too. I just wanted to shout that out. But it's true the with Voyager. Uh, yeah. Acid troop says Deep Space is definitely the best series. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, yeah, guy, the the was, Oh, Jurassic Park is a big deal too. Yeah. That, oh yeah. The, that, Stan that Winston, right. yeah. dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same okay, person. That's Winston. Okay. You go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. They fucking
1: sculpted that entire T Rex like full yeah, scale I out of know. clay and armatures and steel bars and they had to change it because the weight couldn't Whoa. handle the amount of clay on it. So they use steel bars like fucking crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. There's a behind that's the scenes on that on YouTube. You should check it out.
2: Trip. Wow, wow. that's insane.
3: Yeah. One of the nuts things nuts. I was I was thinking about is your your medium is way less uh like down the road of when AI will like Change it, because yeah. it's already affecting you know regular old uh digital art and so. But I mean, I guess there's. I was thinking about this hard. Like, I guess you could like 3D print the kind of mediums yeah. you're in, but what if you connected but, Chat GPT
2: to the 3D printer and you just like Chat GPT <laughs> print. Like, oh
3: yeah, I mean
1: there's 30
2: there's foot, like the probably could dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of freaky. There's...
1: There's like the uh, digital sculpting software, which is um, it's actually pretty useful too, because it can help you kind of uh, work out some ideas without having to commit to it, kind of thing with clay and stuff like that. I haven't I haven't messed with it, but I kind of like just combining all sorts of mediums. I mean, I've done a knighting logo out of hot glue, or a human mm. fillet logo out of hot glue, and it's like. Uh, when you're 3d printing too you if you want to make something flexible you still you either have to cast it in that material you still need to make moles there's still skills behind transferring it into another medium right now i think but eventually yeah you'll probably you'll probably see ai take over that too but,
3: i don't know man. Uh, i really don't I care mean, i just like to yeah. create
1: shit, and that's all that that's all i care about artists
3: artists uh, like true artists will always be ahead of the curve of whatever like commercial resources we'll be able to figure out but i was just thinking because lucy we did like the coffins for like it has like the cd mm-hmm. in it and all the other Watch stuff that. the box shit. set and i was like you know that that sold really well and i was just starting to think man it'd be so sick to like get some nika shit for the oh, next hour like, <laughs> oh, we do like you know par olofsson i assume right the artist um he I did think so yeah yeah i don't know he's really obscure um I'm just no, i think <laughs> He's doing the latest Lucy record, uh just okay. like he did the last one. Yeah. So I that am sensing spark. a vibe here. So let's do a vibe check and and vibe think check. through some stuff here, because I would love to have some sick ass merch at our table. Check, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Getting the gears grinding. Fuck um, yeah. Dude. Fuck yeah. Anyway, those um, are sick too. I remember you
0: guys plugged them on the Lucy episode
3: yeah dude yeah those sold well the vinyl we have is doing pretty well vinyl is still selling so that's cool um that's just a little report um for sure so i think we've gone through all this stuff so um yeah man so what's your all right
0: so nika what's your plans further that you can uh reveal to everybody who's listening right now you don't have to um, so, reveal any secrets, <laughs> but you can uh, if you so, want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good, dude. So,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, yeah, like with what I said with the new Iniquitous stuff is um, basically the biggest update is we have our baby. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not still working on creating full songs. Like we have all the songs now. We're just doing our little you know sprinklings of last minute personal touches on our parts and stuff um, and then obi as well has like all of his lyrical concepts that he's turning into lyrics right now and vocal patterns so um yeah we're really trying to put our foot down on this record and, mm-hmm. and really get this going because it's been fucking forever and yeah. uh, i know our, our fans are hungry for it and like i said i really hope it's worth the wait. We've never rushed anything. We always take our time with our craft and sometimes we're not feeling it. Sometimes we are, and we just kind of go with the flow with that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then as far as my artwork go, like I said, I'm, I'm really going down this path of the guitar straps right now. I'm, uh, I can't even fulfill the demand that I'm creating. So I'm just really trying to weigh out my options here. And I think, like I said, I might be going full time with this soon to really like unlock a new potential of production and uh, just that kind of freedom to just create whatever. And so when I did those skin face straps, I didn't like I said, I didn't expect Rob or any of them to bring it on stage. But once they did that, they brought a whole new publicity to those things.
3: So Mm -hmm. I think around
1: summer summertime, I'm going to be doing like a very large batch of those, like almost 50 of them and then just like hey i'm not going to make this in a while you know maybe do a pre order i don't know so um yeah i'm always thinking of it. i'm always thinking ahead with this shit and just I trying to i think that help. uh
0: the drop culture that happened especially the boom was really during the pandemic but just like mm-hmm. having these limited drops where you have a certain amount of time to purchase them and then once they're gone they're gone i right. i I enjoy that aspect of of purch- purchasing art or other things too. Like mine, my shit. I'm I'm not trying to bring it up, but it's coins. They're all little fucking pocket pieces of art for nice. me, dude. Yeah, and, dude. And and um, I always look at these coins as here's an idea that was brought to fruition. So you have ideas, bring them to fruition. So absolutely, anyways, dude. And, but those those coins come to me through this drop culture. It's like if you pirate, you didn't, if you weren't if you weren't, in, yep, pirate coins, dude. If you weren't <laughs> in in the little window, you missed it, you know, and right. it's gone. And I I think that 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 for somebody like you who's just doing something out of your home, you you make a certain amount that you can still live your life around working because obviously you still got to pay the bills. You got to fucking yep. do your day, day to day bullshit and, and your sliver of time of making things. This is what you do. If you come to a certain point where I have 25 of these things, I'm going to drop them at this time and, and they're going to be available as fast as you guys buy them. Boom that's it and i i think that that's a nice little not only a nice little side hustle but it's you continuing your uh uh, in inspiration because you're going to be inspired to do the next thing you know so it naturally feeds back into you as an artist and you know five years from now nico might be doing some fucking crazy shit he might be making dinner, furniture we'll like here he might be making <laughs> me he might be making me some uh, a dining set for my fucking dining room well and... a mic
1: sleeve cover actually would be pretty
0: cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude but that's what i'm saying so it's like it, it, as long as you keep that that like source of continuous inspiration then it might turn into something big to where it's fucking. That's your whole gig, dude. Oh,
1: absolutely, dude. Yeah, I mean that's that would be an absolute fucking dream come true, man. You know. Well,
0: I want to see that happen for you, dude. I'll be
1: hell yeah, dude. I mean, we'll fucking making art for the nine to five and then playing with Iniquitous and doing death metal it, and d- just, which is art. Would,
0: it's yeah, uh, it's exactly. Not, you dude. said nine to yeah. five. It's not. It's, it's no, really, no. You never
1: work a day <laughs> in your life when you do what you love. Obviously, yeah. You know, it would be paying the bills in a way, but like, um, yeah, I'm just—I don't know, man. I'm just insanely humbled by everyone's support and uh, totally. Dude. I never—I never thought I'd be sitting here.
0: Well, well, you are here now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, I—I yeah. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate everything you're doing, dude. You've always been on my radar. I've told you that, and we've always, you know, at least said what up to each other throughout all this time. And I'm so glad that this finally happened because I wanted people, I wanted the world of Cali Death Podcast to see what you're fucking doing, dude. So yeah, let's once again uh, congratulate Nico for everything he's done, and let's hear your plugs, Nico, one more time. everybody who wants to fucking maybe even commission some custom art you can yeah man so so
1: so right that's one of the things if i go full time i plan on opening my commissions right now they're closed because it's just too much but um yeah head over to uh nico com or uh look me up on etsy Uh, i have the domain for that so you'll find it and um uh yeah for my Posts and stuff. Just go to Instagram and Facebook. Type the same thing. And as far as Iniquitous Deeds goes, uh, we have an Instagram and a Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com/slash Iniquitous Deeds. Same with Instagram. And then the Bandcamp as well. Uh, we do. Ha- we do still have some remaining shirt. You know, maybe like I don't know, fifteen to twenty shirts and some other random stuff on the store too. If you want to come support. And I have prints and um, all sorts of random crap on my store as well. And as far as the guitar straps, if you're interested in guitar straps, just follow my socials. I always post a date and time of the release because um, we get a lot of people asking me how do they buy one. it's like, well, it's hard because they sell out. So I have to put uh, a date and time. I can't really, you know what I mean? So um, just, yeah. And a uh, really quick, important shout out, Vaughn. I love you, dude. You're awesome. Um, fucking. So, I just so talked to him today. Yeah, dude i had to congratulate
0: uh, him because his his episode already got through at 1k in three weeks Yeah, that was a good weeks. episode man yeah. i
1: listened to the whole thing while i was working on my headphones and uh
0: yeah
4: yeah dude. he
1: shouted me out and i was like oh dude and then you hit me up and i was just like yep okay dude vaughn you're the man and again someone my age and he's very uh he's just a very good dude and it's very inspiring to to see what he's accomplishing so yeah big shout shout. out and also my neighbor uh kyle he commented on here. He's a, he's a streamer on here. Uh, your next tattoo. And, um, he was my neighbor when I was actually exploring art and he's a tattoo artist. So me and him actually talked a lot. Yeah. Right there. You're no love for Voyager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Shout out to Kyle. So, uh, yeah, man, just had to get some less. And if I missed anyone, I'm sorry. It's just so hard to think of everything when you're
0: on the ah, spot. It's all good. Yeah, yeah
4: dude, so. sure,
0: dude. Cool, dude. Well, uh, again thank you and for us let's do the whole thing damn it's I feel I was like oh shit we have to do the whole plug thing again
3: we're <laughs> good we don't have to take too long so Battle Force, no, okay. Battle Force
0: Coffee get your coffee there Deeds of Flesh love them Cartel. get your shirt it has us on it um, Generator Rehearsal Studios go practice there if you're in the Southern California area and uh Archaic tour uh first fragment and the other bands can't read them. Joseph, tell me where they are. The abyss the abyss tour. It's last Lucy and the other band. <laughs> We're now official sponsors of Cali uh, <laughs> Chicago Steve domination. Fest. In, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. All those bands right there. Can't read them. Uh July 27th, 28th, 29th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get there. Um that's enough that's uh, it wait until the next episode we will have the contest for you I promise we're really going to be working on it this week I promise I promise I promise and I promise that I will have a good weekend and I hope you do too rock oh, on yeah. y'all we got through it Callie De- Anthony Cali sick dude what up aloha alright next week guys love you
3: or not
4: <laughs>
3: no wait can i do the video <laughs> i got it He stopped it it was good yeah some it.
1: groovy tunes
0: this all stays in
3: Wait, do you
2: know what was that, Joseph?
3: Are we gonna are we gonna raid somebody? Oh, do you know how to do it? I don't know how to. uh, No, I don't. I don't. Maybe. All right, sorry. Yeah, we don't have.